This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Monday, May 3rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy is expected to make a major announcement this afternoon on easing additional COVID-19 restrictions. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock, with our COVID metrics decisively trending in the right direction, I will make a major announcement on easing restrictions and ramping up our vaccinations, said in a tweet Sunday afternoon. As of Sunday, more than 3 million New Jerseyans are now fully vaccinated. People at the shore are hoping the announcement will mean a more normal summer and businesses on the boardwalk are hoping to uh, for the eased restrictions. Jim Thomas, the owner of Hollywood Arcade in Ocean City, says profits were cut in half last year. But with more people getting vaccinated, more people are coming to play. He says the summer is looking promising. Restaurants in New Jersey are currently allowed to have 50 percent capacity inside. Last month, the governor announced the easing of restrictions for a variety of activities and higher outdoor capacity limits effective May 10th. So we'll see what he says today at one o'clock. Four people were killed and more than two dozen others were hospitalized after a wooden boat capsized Sunday during a possible human smuggling operation just off the San Diego Coast Authority said. Local lifeguards, the U.S. Coast Guard and other agencies responded around 1030 in the morning following reports of an overturned vessel near the peninsula of Point Loma, according to the San Diego Fire Rescue Department. The original call was for a handful of people overboard, but as rescuers arrived in boats and jet skis, they quickly realized it was going to be a bigger situation with more people, the San Diego Lifeguard Services Lieutenant Rick Romero said. There are people there are people in the water drowning, getting sucked out by the rip current, he said. When officials arrived on the scene um, near the uh, Cabrillo National Monument, there was a large debris field of broken wood and other items in the choppy waters. The wreckage of the vessel slowly disintegrated in the ocean after hitting the reef. Yeah, I was watching a piece on this over the weekend, and as you can well imagine, the various boats they use aren't up to no, code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Seven people were found in the water, including three who drowned. One person was rescued from a cliff and others managed to make it to shore on their own. Officials said a total of 29 people were accounted for, including one person in critical condition and the four deceased individuals. Mm. The Coast Guard said crews were still searching for more since there was no official record of how many people were actually on the boat. 25 people were transported to hospitals. Officials said the vessel is larger than the typical open-top wooden-style uh, boat uh, often used by smugglers to bring people Ill- illegally to the United States from Mexico. A man believed to be the operator of the 40-foot vessel was taken into custody as a suspected smuggler. It's not clear where the boat was headed and no word on what caused the boat to overturn. Uh, this happened in federal waters jurisdictions. So federal officials will handle the investigation, but San Diego is assisting federal authorities. North Wildwood is hoping for a lifeboat from the federal government after it spent the last several years using taxpayer dollars to combat beach erosion. Not long ago, the beach in North Wildwood was among the widest on the East Coast. Residents can remember getting lost on the beach while searching for their families. Years later, the shrinking beach required truckfuls of sand and maintenance to keep up with the erosion. To preserve the beach, North Wildwood paid $4 million to bring the sand from neighboring Wildwood. For the past five years, the North Wildwood taxpayers have had to foot the bill. The North Wildwood mayor says North Wildwood is the only beach town in New Jersey not getting federal or state money for beach replenishment operations. If you're going to drop the loot, why not bring the sand in from the Caribbean? Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> so, like, like, you soft. Soft. 
Beautiful. You should see the mountains of sand. Yeah. I'm Steve, they're like 50 feet tall. In preparation for dispensing flying air, really. 50 feet tall, really. I kid you not. I was that way last year, too. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You're like... But, and and people will run up the uh, the 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 sand dunes. You're like uh, and watching them struggle to get up there. I mean they're huge. So since you've been down there, do you notice the? Um, I mean, because to me, it's always seemed like an incredibly expansive beach. Yeah, but North not Wildwood, North Wildwood no. not North Wildwood. Really, yeah, okay. it's gone. Really, but it used to be. I have a I have a, a like when we were at Keenan's one time and we would go down the night before. Nobody's here. It's deserted. I remember going out by the the um, uh, the the seawall there, yeah. Casey. And by myself and taking a video of me out on the beach. And it was huge. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just not there well, now. Well, there you go. It's just yeah. gone. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, they it, well, erode really quick. I mean, yeah. one, well, one, one storm season. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. Beachgoers are glad to see more sand on the beach, but curious how long the city can keep expanding the shrinking shore. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers opened up a three-game road trip with an overtime win last night in San Antonio against the Spurs. Joel Embiid had 34 points and 12 rebounds, and the Sixers held on to beat the Spurs 113-111. to Ben Simmons tipped in the game winner off a miss from Embiid as time expired. Seth Curry scored 22 points, and Dwight Howard added 14 as the Sixers won their fourth straight to remain on top in the Eastern Conference. The Sixers are back at it tonight with a game in Chicago against the Bulls and tip-off a set for 9 o'clock. The Phillies lost to the Mets 8-7 the is as the teams wrapped up their series last night at the ballpark. Pete Alonso capped the Mets' six-run eighth inning with a three-run double, and the Mets used a defensive meltdown and a replay reversal to get the win. In the ninth, Reese Hoskins hit an opposite field drive that was initially ruled a tying three-run home run. A play review showed the ball hit the top railing of the fence on the out-of-town scoreboard in right, never cleared clearing the wall itself, and Hoskins was placed at second with a two-run double. Up next for the Phils is a four-game winning, uh, sorry, is a four-game series, hopefully it's a winning streak, uh, at home uh, against the Milwaukee Brewers. Matt Moore will get the start. The first pitch is at 7.05, and the Flyers, who have only five games left in the regular season, begin their final week of play with the game at home against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy, and how you doing, new work week? Well, hopefully you're doing pretty good for everybody. I mean, we're going to do what we can to add a little cash to your day with the Preston Steve Money Club contest. And I believe we're in the final week of the contest. Uh, listen, yes. not to brag, but I feel very good about our track record. I think I yeah. do, too. And uh, uh, I'd like to see that continue. Yes, very much so. So this is it. You're getting your final warning this week. Make sure that you are paying attention to the words that are given to you. And that you're entering them in the proper way because we want you to make sure, we want to make sure that you do have every opportunity to win that money. $500 will start at 8 today and then 10, noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. once again. So, last warning on this. Uh, Guest-wise, we're going to have our buddy Victor Victor Fiorello on the program from uh, Philadelphia Magazine. If you have ever been wondered if your favorite Philadelphia sports team member (laughs) is on Cameo, Victor's going to reveal that today, who you can find and how much it costs. It can be all at once um, exciting and depressing to mm. learn that information. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. 
So uh, we'll talk to Victor later on today. We also have a new Word of the Week prize from Revivalist Spirits. We have a bottle of their Botanical Gin Equinox Expression. Their pre-made lavender lemonade, which, by the way, I went to the distillery and they had some there. Yeah. Is it awesome? Fan-freaking-tastic. They're so good. Uh, And they have uh, their resurgent Young American bourbon, which I love as well, and a $50 gift card for the Brandywine Branch Bistro, which is a wonderful little restaurant. So it's this nice little package that you can win from Revivalist Spirits. So we'll have that at the end of the show, get you a letter, get you close to winning that, and so on. Um, we have a lot of things to talk about, including the entertainment report, which we're going to get to next. A few heavy stories of some things that took place over the weekend, but I will pass them along nonetheless, and we will sprinkle in some freebies with a stupid question when we return as well. Monday morning, together, what more do you want? We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Accompaniment by Nick uh, McElwain. <laughs> right in the middle. Oh, Accident. Oh, Accident. <laughs> in your face. It was as she was reading. Oh, <laughs> oh. Thank you. Sink <laughs> All right. Stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $150 Fogo to Show gift Ooh. card. Yes. All the meat you can handle, Nick. I just stopped talking. All right. So the question that I have for you this morning is uh, Desdemona is one of the main characters in which Shakespearean play? Oh, yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Desdemona. Oh, yeah. It'd be my regular iambic pentameter thing. Uh, is one of the main characters in which Shakespearean play. Let's see if you know the answer to that. I only have just a, a couple of birthdays today. Not Losers. many. On Monday, uh, May 3rd, unless you find one or two extras, Nick. But uh, Christina Hendricks, we'll start with that. Yes. She's uh, wonderful. Mad Men, good girls, and more. She's um, a good actress. She's, she's almost... Um, who framed Roger Rabbit curvy? Right. And, like, she's of that time, very Botticelli-esque. She is 46 today. Sportscaster Greg Gumbel is 75. He is, uh... Um, he's a likable Gumbel. He's the likable yeah. Gumbel. I'll yeah. go with you yeah. on that. The good yeah. Gumbel. The good Gumbel. Uh, is he older or younger than Brian? I want to say younger. Because well, he's 75. I want to say older. Oh, I don't know. That's I a think, good question. I, I mean, Brian yeah. is the more successful of the two. I mean, yes. Greg has had a great career, too, but, um, yeah, not really sure. So, um, Yeah, Bryant is the younger. Oh, wow. How about that? Okay. Brian so, is 72. And uh, oh. Greg's 75 today. Uh, actor, I've really fallen in love with this guy, Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, he is excellent. Uh, Ant-Man and Jumanji, a couple of breakout roles, but he's been in loads of... He's had character roles for a long, long time. He can he's, play evil. He can play very yeah, funny. He's yeah. married to Rose Byrne. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yep. Right. Yep. Oh, oh, man. Lucky him. Lucky yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, he was on a show called Cupid that um, it came and went. Right. It was a you know, network show. I actually really, really enjoyed it, but apparently nobody else did. 
but he was a likable character in that show. He actually yes. played Cupid. I, oh. I love how in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he comes around and, Is it, and yes. he just absolutely loves Scott. <laughs> I, well, yes, I love when they take a character and surprise you with a little yeah. bit of dimension. It'd be yeah. easy to make him the... You know, uh, you know, he's just a perpetual uh, dick, but he's not. He, yeah. he's, he's a good guy. So he turns 51 today. Ron Popeil. Whoa! Is, I thought he had died. So did I. <laughs> he is 86 years How old. How great a compliment can you receive? I went and verified it. but Well, because he just completely disappeared uh, from what we've known him as the pitch man on TV all the time. Preston, I think when, like way back when I was like a kid, yeah. I could, you know, I could remember that yeah. stuff. The Popeil pocket fisherman. Yeah, that was one of the that big was it. ones. Uh, the Pocket Fisherman, the Vegematic. I think the Vegematic is the one that really put him on the map. Broke him uh, yeah. as far as uh, being a big name inventor and pitchman. Uh, the Mister Microphone. I clearly Mi- remember I those yeah. commercials. Steve, the <laughs> GLH nine hair in a can spray. Do you guys remember this? It's no. basically spray on felt. Yeah. So uh, you take your bald spot, and in the commercial they do it, and they spray. Black felt on the bald spot. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> and it fills it out enough to where it's an illusion and yeah. it almost looks like oh. you have hair there. Chemically, how can that possibly be good for you? I know. I know. Uh, and the Showtime <laughs> Rotisserie Grill was kind of a late uh, one that was very successful for him. I think a lot of these he didn't invent. No. But he purchased, so essentially. He, he would he would find these inventions and then pay out and own them. Yeah. And then he would sell them, and boom. He was made, QVC before QVC. Totally. Made loads of money. 86 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw, Frankie Valley. <laughs> Frankie Valley turns 87 years old today. I got to say, I, I, I know, Case, you're not a fan. I've never saw the stage play, but yeah. Jersey Boys, the movie, I'm a fan. Yeah, I like it, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Frankie Valley, one of one of the great vocalists of all time, celebrates his 87th birthday today. So happy birthday, everybody celebrating birthdays. Anybody? Oh, yeah. Uh, here's one I missed. Uh, Nick did find one. Ron Hextall oh. has his birthday today. He's 57. Yeah, current GM for the Penguins, and uh, but uh, Flyers legend, so we'll uh, yep. allow it. Absolutely. The Ron Hextall Rotisserie Grill. Yes. Is what... yeah. That kind of rolls yeah. off the tongue. It does. The Ron Hextall Rotisserie Grill. <laughs> something he could look to do when he's finished. With mm, that's good puck. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Is that rubber? <laughs> that is great puck. <laughs> wow. All right, let's see if we can find an answer to the question. And uh, Desdemona is one of the main characters in which Shakespearean play. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And I am going to go to Eric. See if we can get the answer. Yo, Eric, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Ed. Uh, good morning, Ed. All right, uh, Desdemona is the main character in which Shakespearean play? That would be Othello. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Othello is yeah. correct. And Eric, since you got it right, hang on, because you, sir, get a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. My God, you're going to be full. Try yeah. the new bone-in ribeye, a premium cut included as a part of Fogo's full... Wow. I don't know how you say this. Uh, Churrasco service? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Churrasco Park. Welcome to What's Next at Fogo to Show. And you can make reservations for Fogo in Center City and King of Prussia at Fogo.com. At the box office, number one was Demon Slayer. 
Uh, it beat out Mortal Kombat just barely, but those two going at it. And then you have Godzilla versus Kong. So everybody wants these action yeah. uh, movies, which is great. Uh, number four is Separation, followed by Raya and the Last Dragon, Nobody, The Unholy. Scott Pilgrim versus the World is huh? at number wow. eight. So that must have, must have popped that back into the theaters must somewhere. Have. Here and there, yeah. And uh, Tom and Jerry, which I love that movie, Scott Pilgrim. It's oh, it's so great. great. Yeah. Uh, and then Together Together rounds out the top ten. All right. I'm surprised Nomadland didn't jump up to uh, number one because of the... Yeah. 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 All right. So I got some heavy stories here to begin right, with, gang, but go. it's what happened in the world of entertainment. We're going to start with this, a follow-up story from last week. Josh Duggar... The oldest shot of the family featured in the TLC show 19 Kids and Counting has been indicted by a federal grand jury in Arkansas because remember last year we said that he had been been, uh, detained and served and we didn't know exactly what for it and now we know allegedly receiving and possessing child pornography. Joshua James Duggar allegedly used the internet to to download uh, child sexual abuse material, read a release from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Uh, and the statement said uh, Duggar allegedly possesses material, some of which depicts the sexual abuse of children under the age of 12. In May of 2019, he was arrested by U.S. Marshals on Thursday. He's been indicted on two counts. If convicted, Duggar faces up to 20 years in prison and fines of up to $250,000 on each count. Uh, at the arraignment, uh, Duggar pleaded not guilty, though the specific charges were not yet public at that time and were not read out loud during the hearing. Uh, Duggar's marriage to Anna Keller was specially featured in a 2009 episode, and the couple is still together today and, today and expecting their seventh child. Uh, the show was canceled in 2015 when allegations surfaced that Duggar had molested multiple girls from 2002 to 2003 when he was 14 to 15 years old, and the sisters were allegedly among the victims. Oh, now, God. several family members have responded to the charges. Jim Bob and Michelle Duggar issued a statement saying, We appreciate your continued prayers. For our family at this time, the accusations brought against Joshua today are very serious. It is our prayer that the truth, no matter what it is, will come to light and that this will all be resolved in a timely manner. Uh, We love Josh and Anna and continue to pray for their family. Uh, His sister, uh, Ginger, Jinger, G-E-A-R, and her husband, Jeremy, said that they were disturbed by the allegations. So those have been the only family comments that I've seen so far. That's a terrifying story. Oh, my God, yes. All right, now this equally as terrifying in a different way. Game of Thrones actor Esme Bianco. Uh, she played a character named Roz in the series. She was a, uh, a prostitute uh, on the show. Uh, she ended up having a very horrible thing happen to her on the show. But she has sued... Marilyn Manson on Friday alleging sexual, physical, and emotional abuse. Manson's attorney called the allegations uh, pr- uh, provably false. Uh, in the lawsuit filed in federal court in Los Angeles, Bianco says that Manson violated human trafficking law by bringing her to California from England under the false pretenses of roles in music videos and movies that never materialized. Lawsuit alleges that in 2009, Manson, whose legal name, of course, is Brian Warner, Flew Bianco to Los Angeles to shoot a video for a song called I Want to Kill You Like They Do in the Movies. Uh, The suit says that Bianco was uh, expected to stay at Manson's home instead of the hotel where she had been booked. And there there was no crew, only Manson himself shooting with a phone. Hmm. Manson uh, deprived Bianco of food and slept uh, and sleep through, uh, uh, though, I'm sorry, 
Depri- Let me start again. Yes. Deprived Biago of food and sleep, though gave her alcohol and drugs, locked her in a bedroom, whipped her, gave her electric oh shocks, tried to force her to have sex with another woman and threatened to enter her room and rape her during the night. This is the suit's allegation. No video was ever released either that she was supposed to be there working on. How now, old was she at this time, do they say? Uh, it was in 2009, so she's an adult. I mean, yeah, she okay. wasn't underage or anything like that. Nick, you can, if you want to do the math, that'd it's be horrific. Great. Uh, Manson's I mean, the allegations are horrific. Attorney Howard E. King responded, uh, these claims are provably false. To be clear, this suit was only filed after my client refused to be shaken down by Ms. Bianco and her lawyer and give in to their outrageous financial demands based on conduct that was simply that had simply never occurred. Uh, we will vigorously contest these allegations in court and are confident that we will prevail. Uh, the suit says during the visit, Manson would not allow Bianco to leave the home without his permission, chased her around their apartment with an axe, cut her with a Nazi knife without her consent, and photographed the cuts and posted pictures online also without her consent. Um, so the suit also says it took Miss Bianco years to understand the extent of Mr. Warner's physical, sexual, psychological, and emotional abuse. Her career suffered due to the deterioration of her mental health. She deals with complex post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, and panic attacks to this day as a result. Wow. So a lot going on. So do you know how old uh, she was at the time? 28. Nick, she was 28. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how this plays out. And she it's... had just split from her husband at the time, so clearly Manson allegedly was uh, looking to take advantage of somebody who was in a emotionally fragile state. Right, and he's how many, had... how many How many charges like this are against him now from different people? Well, there were... Was it uh, Rose McGowan has come out and said some stuff, right. and uh, I forgot who else, but I don't, I don't think anybody has... I don't know how many have actually charged Edge. him. Yeah. Who, uh, what's her Evan name? Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, more stuff coming up, but that's pretty, that's pretty specific and severe, so we'll see where that goes. On to lighter things, although it's not a honeymoon, but Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan are arguing over proceeds from the Magic Mike franchise, which Tatum starred in and helps produce. I hate to hear this. Uh, Dewan contributed to helping uh, Tatum find a choreographer for the live shows and moving to London to support the Enterprise when the show was there. So they, they, they both are involved in the production of the movies, and so they both want a, a, yeah. a substantial piece from it. Correct. And and now they're now they're battling each other, and this makes me upset. I believe they could cure all of these issues... If they just engaged in a little flirty dancing, Preston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they would be good at it. Yes. I would think so. You know flirty dancing. It cures everything. Uh, sources tell TMZ that Tatum and Dewan can't agree on how to split the assets. <laughs> the franchise is still up and running. A reality show is in the works. We just talked about that last week. Uh, legal documents show that Dewan wants a trial to settle issues, including their property any and uh, and any spousal support. Interesting. Would that trial include a performance by male dancers? Um, it should, right? if they want to really make an impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dewan is engaged to Steve Casey, with whom she recently had a child. So we'll see, but it's getting ugly. Okay, now this is the opposite end of that. The newly single Jennifer Lopez... And Ben Affleck mm-hmm. were spotted hanging out. No, today. yes, they were. No. Kevin Smith approves. Now I did a deep dive on this because you know he's my Batman. Yeah, uh, they've apparently maintained their friendship for uh, ever since they broke up. So yep, I don't know. They were previously engaged. Yeah, and apparently, uh, yeah. TMZ reports that they're strictly friends. At least we got Geely and Jersey Girl out of it. 
Uh, she recently <laughs> split from Alex Rodriguez amid rumors that he may have cheated on her. Uh, they dated for four years and got engaged in March 2019. Imagine that you <laughs> cheat on Jennifer Lopez. If that's <laughs> Come on. that's your game. That's, uh, wow. I saw a picture of her yesterday, poolside. I'm like, that's not working for you? Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> that's not working? Yeah, she looks incredible. On uh, Twitter, uh, many cheered on their bonus round uh, between Ben and Jennifer. That's a bonus round. While others, I love that term. Yeah. That's great. I never have heard that yeah. referenced in this particular way. Uh, others theorized that she was just hanging out with uh, with Ben to make A-Rod jealous. Mm. Oh. I have had exes in my life that, and you know, that um, when I was geographically friendly to them, um, we we were friends and yeah. could hang out. Yeah, there's a point at which sometimes in a relationship, and you know, Preston, you've been there, where it's like, yeah, this is completely over. But oh, there yeah, are elements yeah. that I do like about this. Sure. Uh, how about this? You'll love this story. British sex toy company, Love Honey, yeah. has received a royal seal of approval. The adult retailer this week was honored with the Queen's Award of Enterprise wow. for outstanding continuous growth in overseas sales over the last six years. It's according to a press release on its website. Yes. The Most Royal Majesty is proud to announce the certification of the Vagina Pounder 6000. <laughs> the Vagina Pounder 6000. Yes, with okay. all its ancillary appurtenances intact, will create an erotic experience unlike any other. Hear ye, hear ye. Uh, the accolade announced by the official journal of record, the London Gazette, allows the company in Bath, southwest England, to fly the Queen's Awards flag wow. at their office. And they say fly the Queen to the testing facility. And use its emblem on marketing and packaging materials for five years. God damn, that was good. Uh, <laughs> Love Honey also won the award in 2016. Will this be in the next season of The Crown? Uh, Debbie Bond, Love Honey's chief commercial officer, said in a statement, we are thrilled to have received official recognition from the Queen. Her Majesty has been a wonderful supporter of Love Honey as we have grown into being the world's leading sexual wellness brand. Their ability to absolutely and flawlessly recreate the labia majora oh, is beyond comprehension. Royal the pa- penises look so accurate you'll just want to grab it immediately. <laughs> She goes on to say, royal patronage will help us to create... And the Benoit balls. Don't get me started. Uh, ...to create more jobs at our bath headquarters and in our international offices and spread the sexual happiness message globally. So is this a major industry over there? Is this like the, 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 the war effort? I don't know. They're doing well, though. Uh, she continued adding that uh, receiving royal approval means shoppers are embracing sexual wellness products as never before huh. and appreciating their importance in improving overall well-being. A particularly important message as we come out of lockdown after a stressful year uh, living with the pandemic. I, is there a royal Sibian? I don't know. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> 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 Your Majesty, you're enjoying it? It's wonderful! By the way, uh, Queen Elizabeth's estate was broken into. What? Yeah, according to... <laughs> Shouldn't that place be protected? According to reports, uh, the suspects allegedly scaled the fence near Royal Lodge at Windsor Estate, where the 95-year-old walks her dogs and rides horses. Uh, the th- <laughs> One more time. 
The 31-year-old man and 29-year-old woman were arrested and reportedly released on bail. Any reason for them being in there? Or he just wanted to trespass? They didn't indicate. Play did with you, the corgis? Did you watch all of the, of the Crown's episodes? Uh, I'm one season behind. Okay, because there's they, they cover in detail when, and I don't remember what year it was, when a guy, twice, same yeah. guy, broke into the palace. Right. Found the queen, yeah, yeah. and sat down and had a nice little chat. And that with was her. Buckingham Palace. Like, yes, that's the palace in the middle of London. So let me ask you: Are you familiar with Halle Berry? Yeah. But it was this guy who was having trouble getting a job. He was going through the proper channels. He was he kept right, hitting right. a dead end after dead end after dead end. And I remember this in the news. And he's like, "Screw it!" Yeah. And he went there and he sat down <laughs> and he talked to her, and it was. It was pretty wild. Did it work? Uh, Did he get a job? Well, he ended up, his life got turned around, okay. not because the um, uh, the palace stepped in really to, to do anything above and beyond, but he got his life together. In fact, they sent him to jail, Yeah, and then after that, he got his life together. The first time he broke in, he he broke in yeah. successfully and then broke out. He just left. Yeah. Didn't get caught at all. Realized that he could do it, so he did it again. And Can that's it, when he ended up in the queen's bedroom. Would you be interested in working for a company that makes sexual devices? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could find him work there. Right? I have a connection. Michael Fagan, that was his name. We've got yeah. the, this. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Story up here right now. All right, uh, anyhow, it's worth researching. It's a very interesting story. All right, moving on to other things. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson celebrated their 33rd anniversary on Friday. They're a wonderful couple. Yes, they are. They're Regis, so wonderful. So happy for them. Uh, the actress. You know, Tom Hanks, of course, you remember that great scene of the movie <laughs> Big Way? He's dancing on the piano keys, and it just uh, it warms your heart to yeah, see that. That absolutely does. Absolutely. And Rita, she's wonderful. You know, they both had the COVID early on in the, uh, in the whole pandemic. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. That's right, Kathy. You remember that, too? Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's down there in Australia. He's filming that movie where he's playing uh, Elvis uh, Presley's manager. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know he collects typewriters? He does collect yes. typewriters. Yes. He's a big fan of the typewriters. He likes the Underwoods. He uh, has a particular affection for those. So they captioned uh, the picture. You guys uh, ever hear the music of Natalie and Brulia? She's from Australia. That's right. She's very talented. Yeah, she was a soap opera yeah, star in Australia. Yeah, she's married to that... one of the guys from Silvertide, wasn't he? Yeah. Still yeah, with yeah. him? Daniel no, Jones. Yeah, no. Silver Chair. No, yeah. Silver Chair, that's right. Yeah, Silver yeah. Chair, yeah. Oh, give me a break. I'm, I'm Silver dead. Tide's from Philadelphia. Yeah. I Call get me some slack. I'm dead. I, I, I get me some <laughs> Yeah, should we hear yeah. reverb? Should you be? Are you? I'm uh, back on Earth for a little oh, while. Okay. Oh, I'm visiting oh. some friends. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Came down for a visit, did you? That's right. <laughs> I miss Reach. I'm, I miss uh, you, man. Yeah, uh, thank you, man. It's great to be here. You're a beautiful man. Spending the weekend with Robert Irvine. Oh, Robert Irvine! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Is he cooking for you? Yeah, he is absolutely. But the food just falls to the ground. Oh, oh it just falls like through you. I'm like a baby. <laughs> it's, it's, you're, you're an apparition. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. yeah. There's no, nothing to stop it. Okay. Uh, so there was a picture that showed the the pair, Tom and Rita, smiling while they posed together, and she, Rita, captioned it: um, "33 years of marriage to my BFF, my lover, my man, my lover." And she wrote, "Love wins." Uh, so good on them. Uh, Elliot Page uh, discusses how much happier he feels after having top surgery. I guess means breast yeah. removal. Yeah. Yes. Um, furthermore, he called transitioning life-saving. He told Oprah Winfrey for her Apple TV Plus show, I want people to know that not only has it been life-changing for me, I do believe it is life-saving, and it's the case for so many people. Uh, she recognizes this unique position. She said, my ability to be sitting here now is because of so many trans women of color who put their lives on the line over the decades. 
Uh, so he's happy, doing well, and uh, sat down and chatted with Oprah about it. Uh, this was sad news to see over the weekend. Olympia Dukakis, yes. best known for her Oscar-winning film Moonstruck, has died. She was 89 years old. Good long run. Yeah. Uh, Dukakis's brother, Apollo, said, My beloved sister Olympia passed away this morning in New York City after many months of failing health. She is finally at peace with her Lewis, uh, referring to her late husband and Broadway veteran Lewis Zorich. Uh, Dukakis won an Academy Award for her role in Moonstruck. Uh, the 1987 romantic comedy followed a widow played by Cher who falls in love with the fiancé's brother. We have a clip if you want to hear her from that movie. She uh, played her mother. Yeah, she played Cher's nitpicking mother. Case, if you got that ready? Uh, yep. All right, here we go. What the hell happened to you? I really don't know where to start. Your hair's different. Ma, everything is different. Are you drunk? No, are you drunk? No, but I have a hangover. Where's Pa? Upstairs. Johnny Camareri showed up last night. What? He's in Sicily. No more, he's not. He's with his dying mother in Sicily. She recovered. She was dying. It was a miracle. A miracle? This is modern times. There ain't supposed to be miracles no more. Well, I guess it ain't modern times in Sicily. I liked her in uh, in Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. She was a fun character. She was great, yeah. And uh, Mr. Holland's Opus, uh, she played the principal. And uh, there's a great scene from Look Who's Talking where... It's a shot. It's a it's a point of view of the baby yeah. looking at her, and she's doing the you know the boo boo yeah all this stuff. It's <laughs> right. hilarious. Uh, and beyond, she was the, the least likely member of the Expendables, but she was great. Uh, beyond film, Dukakis was also a drama teacher at New York University for more than fifteen years. She founded two regional theaters in Boston and Montclair, New Jersey, uh, with her husband Lewis, uh, and he was a producer famous for his role on the TV show Mad About You. Uh, he had passed in 2018 at the age of 93. Dukakis and Zork are survived by their children, Christina, Peter, and Stefan. And then there was another uh, person who passed away. He was one of the original Mouseketeers yes. from the Mickey Mouse Club. He was actually on a show that I loved called The Rifleman Press. Are you talking about Johnny Crawford? Johnny Crawford, yeah. yeah he was 75. Uh, and he played the son of Chuck Connor on The Rifleman. I used uh, to love that show. Which ran from 1959 to 1963. And he had died after a battle with Alzheimer's and COVID-19. He is survived by his uh, wife, Charlotte, who was with him when he died. So sad news there. And then one other quick story. Walmart has filed formal opposition to Kanye West's bid to trademark his Yeezy logo with the superstore Titan saying that the rapper symbol looks too much like its own stamp. Walmart believes the logo design depicted in the Yeezy application is confusingly similar to Walmart's well-known Spark logo design. I don't know the Spark logo design. If you saw it, you would. It's just, it's... Six lines uh, that oh, are yeah, you're right. okay. in like a circle. Or, yeah, um, yeah. But he, this, his, is, his is different. It's dots and there's eight of them. There's yeah. Eight, uh, so you'd have to see Why it. Why only but, an idiot would confuse them. Nonetheless, uh, the West application is now winding its way through the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, Walmart said it is open to negotiations depending on how the artist plans to use his proposed logo. But as a kind of a safety net, they have gone forward with. Kanye should shift to the Nick approved label. 
Wouldn't that be a better, like for the Yeezys, like the, the, you know, the Nick approved that label we used to have on all oh, of Oh, I forgot about that with yeah. thumbs up. I don't know if I've given the approval on these, though. I mean, I suppose I can. <laughs> on the Yeezys? I can be bought. Yeah. Getting a call from Kanye? Yeah. Nick yeah. can be bought. <laughs> all right. Uh, now, I think we're ready for clips. These are just handed to me. Ooh! Exciting. Fresh. Kevin Kiner has been composing iconic movies. I, I assume it's pronounced Kiner, K-I-N-E-R. Movies and television scores for over 30 years. And then this clip, Kevin talks about working with the new regime of producers and directors to score Star Wars The Bad Batch. Here we go. Dave Filoni is, is just a dream boss, as was George Lucas back in the day. But now that, that Dave's taken over, you know, he had a lot of influence on that score. Uh, and he was listening to a lot of things. And, and he really wanted to, to go more electronic at the end. So I've, I've got to give him the credit for making that choice. Bad Badge <laughs> premieres tomorrow. That's on Disney+. Plus. Here's the next clip. In Jupiter's Legacy, superpowered children of superheroes struggle to live up to the legendary feats of their parents. And here, Josh Jamal talks about this role satisfying a lifelong dream. I thought my time as a superhero had passed. I thought that ship had sailed. This came along, and it was you know, kind of perfect for me because I was old enough to play the old guy, and I was young enough to play the young guy. <laughs> uh, Jupiter's Legacy premieres uh, May 7th, and that will be on Netflix. All the these way. shows. I don't know anything about too much. Jupiter's Legacy. No. I know nothing about that. All right, and there you go. That is my Monday morning entertainment report for you, dear friend. We have chances to win money, of course, and as we've said before, uh, it's our last week doing it, right? This is it. We're wrapping it up this week. Is that no? Fourteenth. No. I thought it. I thought you said last night on the phone that it we was... did say last night on the phone that it was the fourteenth. We're wrong. Yeah. Oh, you said on the fourteenth. I thought you said it was the week of Mother's Day, right before Mother's Day. Week. I said. I said this is the week of Mother's Day, and then I said I, I'm pretty sure it's it's the fourteenth. It is the week of Mother's Day, <laughs> and then Marissa had concurred it and is said the week yes after Mother's Day. Oh, it's all I right. Did, I did a good five minutes on that at the start of the show, and nobody. I said know. Anything. Well, so I thought it was. I didn't want to. I was thought I rolling. Was, no, <laughs> I thought this was the final week. I didn't want to correct you because I thought, well, shoot, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know what? He looked it up, and maybe oh, I'm okay. wrong. It's like when a band, yeah. when a concert comes out, and they already know they have two shows, but they have one show, and then they announce the second show. That's Look what we just that. did. Right? The bonus. So, week. so popular, we extended it a week. Dad, and don't even worry yeah. about it. You got plenty yeah. of time. <laughs> Why even try? Why even try? <laughs> All right. All right. So your face dance is coming up in less than an hour, and then we're going to no do sense it of urgency at here. ten. No, yeah. just don't worry about it. It'll just fall on your lap <laughs> at some point. Uh, no, but uh, you do want to pay attention, and you do want to enter if you're interested in winning the money. And we hope that you certainly are. Let's take a quick break. Come back in a second and get ourselves set for the full brunt of this Monday morning and this work week. We'll be right back. The reveal. Is everybody here that's supposed to be here? It's coming. We're gonna do it, baby. All of you. You rock. Soon. Yeah. On MMR. Uh, let me see here. We have a few different stories I could get to this morning. A um, lot of stuff on the shelves. You want to? Oh, is that right? You wanna, oh, go, right. go to the general store. Time to go down to the general store and see what's on the shelves. New shipments coming in daily, and prepare to press the deli. It's always <laughs> happy to show you what he's got. 
uh, on the shelves, not his pants. Right, right. Well, yeah. it depends. Well, get... a couple extra bucks might get the other two. It depends on how much the uh, feed is selling. Uh, hey, just... mister. So... <laughs> You best not look at this, son. <laughs> uh, the worst chlorine shortage that the country has ever seen is about ready to hit the summer pool season. Is it because what? of the demand for the pools? I'll give it's you. There's a, right. no, it's that's not just it. There's okay. a, there's a few reasons. Your there's a, well, there's a few reasons. You well, would think yes. that, that might be the most obvious Supply one. Supply chain stuff too, right? Well, yeah, and I'll, I'll explain. So I actually was in the pool store a couple of weeks ago, and while we were there buying, we weren't getting chlorine. We were getting some some other things, and a guy came in who, I guess, works in that industry because he had a work truck, and he came in to get a bunch of chlorine, and as he was about to pay for it. The woman told him the price, and he had already had a check written out for yeah. what he thought the price was going to be. Oh, the and prices are changing. The prices are changing. The prices yes. went up. And he was none too happy. Oh, man. So he had to go out and get another check and blah, 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 and all this stuff. So I found out why. So the chlorine shortage is widespread. It will likely worsen, driving chlorine prices even higher as homeowners start to prep swimming pools for the season. Uh, CNBC spoke to pool industry insiders in multiple states, including Florida, Michigan, Nevada, Texas, about the tight supplies which are expected to blindside pool owners who are pretty much unaware of the problem. So a combination of factors have led to the uh, scarcity, including an unprecedented surge in demand last year from, you know, people were building pools. Yes. And a chemical plant fire which destroyed some manufacturing capacity. So the fire was a big part of it. Damn you, fire! Yeah. So, uh, wow, that had to be one hell of a fire. But if you have production of certain things centralized in a location and they get hit by something like this, it's going to be an issue. But, you know, mm. so we're all... Bizarre, not bizarre things, but things that are part of a very precise supply chain. For example, lumber has skyrocketed oh, yeah. the price. Things like that. People have started to, you know, uh, Nick, talking about what people were doing during the pandemic and home improvement and building on, you know, additions and so on and so forth. So there's there's an inflation that's kicking in on these prices. And yes. Pe- in fact, I was talking to um, a gentleman who was uh, looking at, uh, I was looking at having to do some work on my house. And he says he's seeing in the industry... Preston, that people who have purchased houses that are going to be built, contractors have had to go back and say, yeah. listen, I'm going to need 30 more, 30,000, you know, 40. It more. happened to my yep. friend. Right. It, 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 it's exactly what happened. Right. It was She was um, doing her basement and they were in the middle of doing the job. Right. And he's like, the price is going up. Like, yeah. I, as I, I'm, I'm doing going this. to need mm-hmm. 20 she was grand. like what are you talking about you quoted like you yeah. you can't do this and he's like it's i'm not going to make any money if i don't raise the price right, because of right. what i'm paying the for the materials oh it's yeah. got to be it's got to be horrible right but getting back to the pool uh, press is the all right so your pool is salt water correct okay so i mean like i'm no, I'm, gonna... I'm an idiot here it's just salt, right? It's just salt, yeah. Okay. And And now we, we do like to have some chlorine on hand for when you need to shock the pool if something happens or, okay. you know, like they fertilize this golf course in my neighborhood and sometimes we have to we have to shock it after that. So you If know, someone some poops things. in the pool, you got to shock. You got to shock the monkey. So the, the manufacturing facility of one of the country's major suppliers of chlorine tablets, Biolab, burned down last August right after Hurricane Laura. The plant on uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana expects to resume operations by 2022. Too, so that's a Oof. big part of it. We were looking at the pictures of the fire. Can, what kind of gas was created? That's what I was wondering. When that's, that was burning. That can't be good. Yeah. 
Uh, so a um, uh, the CEO of uh, aquatic facility and training consultant said, "I call it." <laughs> he said, "I call it Poolmageddon. It's a chlorine crisis. Wow. A lot of people are not going to be able to find the chlorine tablets that they need this season." Um, and it not only, you know, will kill algae, algae, but more importantly, it also helps protect swimmers from waterborne illnesses such as cryptosporidium yes. uh, and uh, Legionella uh, and from uh, Neglera flower, fowleria. Aceratitosis. Com- mm-hmm. Commonly known as the brain-eating amoeba. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, all of those things are horrible. So you're, 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 yeah, that's obviously what you want to be protected from. When you have, so so our pool is also has the salt thing in it, Preston, too, and the salt generates a, a chlorine, you know. By, yeah. So, but um, there are a ton of older pools and just regular pools in general above ground uh, that, that. Yeah, or people that have decided chlorine. they don't want to do, yeah. the, you know, salt. Yep. Well, how hard is it to convert over to salt? I mean, do you need an entirely different it's a, filtration it's a system? Incantation. No, yeah, you, you you need different equipment. You do. Okay. Yeah. But um, if you had like an above ground pool, for instance, right? You could Which change are, it. Are classically yeah. chlorine filters and all that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, there are 5.2 million residential in ground pools in the U.S. and 255,000 commercial pools. Uh, the number of above-ground pools is unknown, but 60 to 70% use chlorine tablets. Yeah, and Preston, if you stop, in the, 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 um, going back to our other conversation, Kathy, about contractors and having to uh, up the cost, they're charging now for many uh, above-ground pools what they would charge for in-ground pools. I have a friend who opened up his pool for the first time this weekend. Uh, they, they finished it in uh, October or November, but they weren't able to put the water in until sure. now. And, and um and so it looks great. He's really happy about it. If he had started that process now, as opposed to starting it about a, a year yeah, or so yeah. ago, the the company that put in his pool said they wouldn't be able to finish it until 2023. Isn't that amazing? That's how much demand there is. Yeah. And, and you know, people are, are staying at home. I wonder if uh, if uh, pools that uh, public pools or, or membership pools, if the membership uh, will go up a little bit because mm. of this. Uh, it might because of excessive demand. Let me go to Joe here. Hey, Joe, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, man. What's this story you got here? Uh, first of all, I just want to say you guys like my morning coffee. Without you guys, it's just an awful day. I oh, that's that. awesome. Oh, Thank you. Man, appreciate uh, that. Yeah, so I have a, a friend about a week ago. We were just helping her clean out her garage, and she was throwing away this half-open box of chlorine tablets. It was like five. And I was like, dude, why don't you sell it on Marketplace? You may make like 10 20 bucks for it. When you know, after a couple of days, she sold it for a hundred and fifty dollars. Seriously, one hundred and fifty uh, bucks. Open box. She was like, "Oh my god!" Took me out to dinner. That's why I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> "Dude, uh, well, there you go. There's a perfect example. That's the new gold." Yeah, chlorine, forget it. Forget man. Bitcoin. Chlorine. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate Thanks, it, man. Guys. See All right, bye-bye. Steve, I don't uh, at least there's an answer for this, right? There there's a you know yeah. A, the um you know, the influx of, of people putting up pools right. and then B the chlorine uh, fire. fire. Yep. But with the lumber, what I'm hearing is nobody knows why. Nobody knows why everything's getting jacked there's up. There's a couple of things, but there's no there's no one concrete answer that anyone's turning to. Yeah, I I, I don't know, Case, but it, it it's you know, and who who Take this with a grain of salt, but as somebody texted this in earlier, Casey, just to, to that very thing, saying the lumber shortage is being caused by third-party sellers withholding stock to drive up prices. Sawmills never stopped working. And so I wrote back and asked him if that was legit, and he said that his cousin works for one lumber is being made and shipped out, and nothing has changed for the actual lumber producers. Okay. It's not, um, not, yeah, un- in, not unheard of. Inflation is definitely kicking in when it comes to all that kind of stuff. I know huh? Kathy's hoarding lumber. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if you're going to do a home project, uh, some people are recommending that if you have a place to store the things, that, the materials needed for building stuff at home, 
buy it now because it, the, you don't mm. know when the project's going to be done. Hold on to those materials because the costs are going up so much. Or go with a lesser wood, Nick. Build your house out of balsa wood. Sure. Or toothpicks. Yes. Why I was not? supposed to have a uh, the basement. Um, we're getting the basement finished. Uh, you know, it's been an unfinished basement since we moved in. It's supposed to start today. I'm wondering if the project's <laughs> going to get more expensive by the end of it. Yeah, it only costs two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I know somebody who had was talking to a contractor, Preston. Uh, a, a friend of uh, ours, and she was saying that she wanted they were going to put an office in because now they're, everybody's working from home and a lot of places are going to continue to work from home. And the contractor quoted her a price of putting in a mm. office in the basement of $80,000. Wow. It's like, what? <laughs> Man. What? I'll do it for seventy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's, yeah, this this uh, this chlorine shortage. If you're a pool owner, hang on a second. Somebody has another shortage that apparently is going to happen. I'm going to go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. What's up, you Tanuk bag? <laughs> Tanuk bag. I love it. What's up, bud? So my parents have an above-ground pool, and they knew last year they were going to need a new liner for to open it this year. Um, and they can't find a liner anywhere, and it's because of a shortage of crude oil. Apparently, whatever they make the liner of, they take something out of crude oil to make that liner. Oh, it's a yeah. byproduct. Okay. Yeah, and they, they, they're they not going to be able to open their pool this year. Oh, that's a shame. Is it possible that yeah. they would consider going electric for their pool liner? <laughs> I, I suggest <laughs> yeah. I mean, that seems to yeah. be the trend, right? right? Yeah. All right. Uh, interesting. All right. Thanks, Chris. Didn't know that, man. My friends are having a pool put in their backyard as well, and they said um, that they it's not going to be ready now until they started it already, but it's not going to be ready until after summer starts because um, the, there's only, like, I guess, a certain amount of these plumbers that do the pools. Well, yeah, okay. labor's in shortage, too. So, like, people that, yeah. that actually do the work, they're having trouble finding people to do those jobs. To do the job. So that's what she said. So now she they have to wait until June for the plumber to yeah. come out and actually do the plumbing for the pool. We just by happenstance got everything done. You know, just it just happened to fall before all of this. And, uh, you know, we 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 thank God every day. But simple things like also, you know, Preston, when you get a pool put in, they'll come and bring water. They'll actually yeah, they uh, like a tanker truck will show up with what that even has become an issue, you know, because they're 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 booked like completely, you know, through the, the, the summer months. It's it's crazy. Definition just to get water of first world. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see what else we got on the store shelves here. Or do you want me to go to this caller? I don't know. Get some fresh jerky in. Uh, you know what? Hang on. Let me. Let me Jeremy we'll is uh, the treasurer for the Pennsylvania New Jersey Pool and Spa Association. Oh, yeah, we have to talk. It's about kind of a big deal. Let me go to him. I'm yeah. sorry. We'll come back to the store for a moment. Hi, Jeremy. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, guys. Hey, bud. So you heard all this chatter here, huh? I did. It was great. It was great to hear you guys talking about pools. Oh. Um, yeah. It's it's been uh, you know a passion of mine and and for a real long time and. Shout out to all the pool guys out there that are listening. Yeah, um, so so you know this, uh, they're expecting the prices to continue to continue to go up, right? It's it's got, it's not going to stop. We're we're figuring uh, a na- national shortage and possibly running out of trichlor tabs by July. Um, by July. By July, um, it's it's bad. Uh, we also have a chip issue. This thing that's going on with China and uh, the shipping containers. We, we can't make boards for all the control systems for our pumps. Right. Uh, it's it's real bad out there. We can't get filters. And a big issue, uh, I know they said that, the, you know, the oil issue, that the, the freeze that happened in Texas is really causing uh, major issues. All the the, uh, the jelly that we use to make our PVC and our custom molded products right. and the, the liner material was all in Texas. So when those machines froze up 
everything shut down. They didn't just freeze and have to be unthawed. They broke. So God. we still don't have production of that product. What, what bizarre, you never consider the effects never, of, of the things like this and, and where these uh, problems arise. Right, and that's wow. the problem of having, you know, <laughs> again, you like the, you know, one area responsible for this and, and, and one like with, with the chlorine right. factory. Uh, how soon, Jeremy, before it'll be less expensive to fill your pool with champagne? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably less expensive now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, so but but the, it, has there ever been a more robust time for the pool industry? We're hearing about you know Nick talking about a, a, a friend you know twenty twenty three for for a, a pool completion and stuff like that. Is it, it? I mean, if someone wants to and wants to get something set for this summer, is it conceivable or is it completely out of the question? It's completely out of the question. Okay, no matter, no matter what you pay, and you know we were we were running into shortages prior to the pandemic with with manpower. Yeah, so I'm I'm chairman of uh, workforce development for Pennsylvania and New Jersey as well, and we have probably across the nation a hundred thousand job openings. Wow! And it, it's it's you know on top of the high demand for pools, we're I mean we're all over two hundred percent. We we just can't get it done. You know, even if we had enough manpower, we could capitalize on this great growth. We just can't do it. Hmm. We don't have the manpower to do it. That's interesting. Yeah, and and listen, if you're looking for outdoor work or something like that, being a, a pool, yes, tech, there you go. That's a good gig. Yeah, I have a friend who uh, uh, owns a um, and runs a bathroom and kitchen remodeling place down the shore, and uh, he posts job postings on Indeed and places like that. And normally he would get thirty or forty bites for people looking for work. He's getting zero right now, and huh. it's it's a really interesting yeah. problem. But if you're looking for work, you should be able to find a job at this point. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. All right, Jeremy, we appreciate the heads up. Good luck with everything. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. Thanks. All right, now we can move on. Let's go back to the uh, stroll through the store here. Back to the general store. Uh, this is one, uh, I think we're going to talk about a word here, and I'm not sure how we're to pronounce it. Yeah, we're in the word aisle. <laughs> yeah, we're in the word aisle. Now, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Marissa, is it Chugi? It's Chugi. I know. Chuggy's apparently a new word that's making the rounds, at least on TikTok. Chuggy. How do you yeah. spell it? C H E U G Y, Chuggy, Chuggy, Chuggy. So that's very Paul Lindish. Apparently, right, Chuggy. <laughs> it <laughs> describes a phenomenon that many of us roll our eyes at, and apparently, the word Chuggy, Chuggy, can broadly be explained as when someone tries too hard. <laughs> Uh, in in what context? Okay, it's not. And this is sexually. The, this is the this is the article that I'm reading to you here. It says it's not like trying too hard, like when you're feeling awkward at a party and consciously know that you're really forcing a fun persona to integrate yourself with a group of people because it feels nice to belong. But it's you're okay, baby. Sometimes you get chooky. But you're. <laughs> But you're trying too hard by jumping on an already established bandwagon of generally accepted new truths for the sake of being relevant. So, I'll try to explain this. Right. Uh, I already it, don't like Chuggy. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't either. Yeah. I, in fact, I had a comment that I sent to Marissa when she sent this to me. It says, it's almost like stating the obvious by not really adding anything else important to the conversation. Like someone making a video on the profound realization that mental health is real, y'all. <laughs> It says, yes, okay. we know it's real. No one really thinks it's a hoax anymore, especially socially media savvy folks. Well, I, th- then I do know this. I used to do a bit in my routine years ago. About, and there's my, my, a girl I was dating at the time, her mother. I remember we were sitting there watching the movie Brian's Song. 
<clears throat> and she goes, I hate cancer. Yeah. I go, wow, <laughs> you went out on a limb on that one. It's a, you know, of course. Of course. Yeah, who, who's in the pro camp? I'm right. sorry. I think Hitler was a bad guy. Yeah, it's, and, the, and by you're tacitly saying, now what do you think? Right. Because I assume you might be in the pro Hitler column. No, uh, well, I could. It, it's a little different than yeah. than that a gal bit, stating yeah. so that. So I'm mis I, I'm misunderstanding Chugiism. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm saying just saying that I hate cancer. But but if you're waving it about and right, really that's right. that's a, a different thing. So, uh, so one of of the examples in a video clip is of a young girl who's making jokes about the type of people who get married at 20 years old, or talk about the fact that they've got uh, girl boss energy. Uh, it says, and again, it's not exactly negative. There's just not anything particularly exciting or interesting about what people are saying because you know there isn't a genuine enthusiasm for the topic they're talking about. They're just jumping on a bandwagon for the sake of jumping on it. So like a human echo, like like they're echoing something without real investment in it. Would that yeah, be correct? I guess am so. I defining chuggy correctly? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Okay. Or am I being chuggy in jumping on the bandwagon of defining chuggy? I think that if I were to actually use, legitimately use the word chuggy, yeah. that would be very chuggy. You know what I mean? For me, chuggy. Me using it would be the definition of the word. Chuggy for me would be when you hark up a loogie mm-hmm. and there's something you've eaten in. It's a little it. chunky. Yeah. Okay, right. I got it. I like that. I'm going to go to uh, Mario. Mario, good morning. <laughs> Sorry, I just hocked up a chuggy. <laughs> <laughs> What's See? up, buddy? Hey, so uh, not for nothing, but back in my day when I was going to high school, these people that were jumping on the bandwagon were called posers. Yes, yes. posers. Sure. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking about. It was kind of like, like a poogie. Uh, well, listen, like a poser, for instance, like I was a poser when it came to like skateboarding, right? right I was the right. guy who like bought airwalks, but guess what? Real, real skater, right. real skateboarders <laughs> didn't buy airwalks. They were, you know, and so it's I, like but I didn't know that, right? Pre-cut, yeah. pre-cut or pre-distressed jeans or shirts, right? Is that part <laughs> of the, like a band shirt that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah if you're wearing like an ACDC shirt, but you have no, no idea, idea what any, it is. any yeah. of the ACDC exactly. songs, okay. See your buddy wearing a Zep shirt. You're like, oh, man, everybody's like liking him. Maybe I should go get a Zep shirt. Right. But is that what a Chugi is? Because when Preston, you were describing it, it sounded a little bit different it's than not, what a poser is. It's more like making a statement. Yeah. Okay. Right. So have you guys ever been in, you guys know that theory where if you keep repeating a word so many times, it just sounds Yeah, it loses ridiculous. its meaning. Yes. Yep. Yeah, this is one of them. I'm just like, you know, hey. <laughs> chewy, chewy, chewy. It's ridiculous. But, All hey, right. I appreciate you guys, and I love you guys every morning. Thanks, oh, bud. Thank appreciate you. it, Mary. Uh, so, Gabby Rassum, where, where did this word come from? It may have originated from a software developer. According to uh, this article, Gabby Rassen, who's also from L.A., states that she used the phrase in 2013 while at Beverly Hills High School to put a label on people who were intentionally off-trend but in a trendy way. Okay. She said, looking good for yourself and not caring what other people think, that confidence exudes (laughs) non-chuginess. However, doing so because you care very much what other people think of you is extremely chuggy. All right. Wow. Cuckoo-chuggy, There's a lot of exploration. That's what I was thinking of Pierre immediately. (laughs) Cuckoo-chuggy. When I was growing up in chuggy during my misspent youth... Yeah. All right. So there you go. Go forth and use it. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Yeah. All right. I got a couple of things here. Um, I like the hand. Get out of here, kid. You bother me. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, the trend of uh, dangerous NFT auction sales continues with the sale of the Disaster Girl yeah. NFT. That's funny. Which went for over a half a million dollars in an auction hosted by Foundation. This is a mind blower. Oh, it's stupid. Yeah. This stuff is going to crumble and fall. It's my That's my prediction, that, that eventually people are going to realize they've wasted a lot of money. Once there is a collective realization that it's... <laughs> That you're basically buying smoke. Yep. So even if you're unaware of Disaster Girl's title, you've probably seen the image. The photo features a girl named Zoe Roth. She was four years old, looked de- uh, deviously at her father's camera in front of a burning house. And so she was deemed Disaster Girl. But by the way, backing up on, on that actual story yeah. of the photo, do you know the story behind the no, photo? No, I do not. So firefighters intentionally set the fire oh. to let children take turns with the fire hose. So it wasn't a real disaster. Right. It, was a, it was a controlled... It wasn't a family burning alive yeah, in the building. Yeah, it was, it was a thing that uh, that the fire company was right. doing. It was basically a barbecue. Uh, but still, the image is worth a thousand yeah. words. And the internet ran with Disaster Girl, and it's now a popular meme. Uh, and it was discovered by internet connoisseurs. The NFT caption explains it rapidly spread to every corner of the world, becoming one of the most recognizable images of the 21st century. Uh, the meme is so recognizable that the NFT or non fungible token sold for 180 ether- Ethereum. Oh, Ethereum? Okay. Ethereum. Welcome to Ethereum! <laughs> Uh, which is currently valued at over a half million dollars. Casey's all in on this stuff. He's I'm so not deep, all in. He's deep I'm, into okay. the. Uh, I'm a little in the the um, <laughs> cryptocurrency. One of the guys I, I I was talking to a guy who's who does some work on my house. I, I learn all the things to the guys who come over to work on my house, and he is very much into all of these things. Preston, he has the apps on his phone. He he plays it in a in a he approaches it in the way that you would if you go. Okay, I'm going to take out 200 bucks, go to the casino on the weekend, and if I lose, like, this isn't, we will not eat if I don't do well on this. Right. This is a fun distraction. And, and that's got to be disposable was. money. He, right, he's playing it that way. But when he started to explain it and explained how he was playing it up from the different angles, I have to admit, it sounded kind of cool. It sounded kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, the, and he makes the case, and I've seen a lot of people make the case, the genie's out of the bottle on this because there is... It's not going to go backwards with 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 these various types of of uh, cryptocurrency. It's going to move forward, and it it has it has like the IRS now is is now uh, uh, acknowledges it. Okay. And so so when that starts to happen, and when large companies are allowing homes, like for example, you can purchase homes with Bitcoin and things of that nature. And anytime somebody does, or, or you know, an outlet uh, allows purchase through right. a cryptocurrency, it gives it credibility. It gives it credibility, and, and then the um, uh, value of that then goes up. I'm I'm I would be less than honest if I said I have any sort of real. What I would feel to be a comfortable grasp on it as of yet, but I'm I'm doing my homework. Well, my only question is, as the value of these cryptocurrencies go up, what does that to do to the dollar? It right? flagellates it, right? I yeah. don't even know what that I, means. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just went for anything. Yeah, but you see, I I would buy that if someone told that to me, and that that worries me. Right? I I don't know. I I I'm still. So I, as the value goes up, I mean, does the, essentially the value go down because does that devalue the actual money? It's funny when you think about all of what what regular currency is based on anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, we you know, we print the, the country prints money to take care of we'll just print more money, you right. know. And, and and so what 
what that that causes um, that causes inflation, you know, as we're, we're doing that. So, yeah, so these listen, things are all based on vagaries anyway. Right. But this thing, this uh, NFT was sold uh, and, and bought with Ethereum. Right. And then the value of Ethereum went up a couple hundred bucks after that. So it does not. So here's the deal to me. Uh, I would pay a million dollars for ceiling cat. That to me is a worthwhile investment. <laughs> what, what would what would you, what would be the one meme you would purchase, Preston? That you must have if you wanted to have complete Ooh. dominance. I'm over not going to buy a meme. Just it's a million dollars. Stupid idea. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, but, uh, if, but if I, you so, had to, I could tell you what memes I like. Okay. But I mean, I'm not going to. You Which know. Which one would you gamble your kids' college <laughs> money on? I would buy the uh, the Casey Balding face <laughs> that you did a camp out one year. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty. Val- I, that's, that's a valuable meme. That would. Yeah. That's probably worth a couple on a hundred personal bucks. level. Yeah. You know, it really, it, to me, it's a, the equivalent of buying a thought. How mm-hmm. do you even turn a meme into an we NFT? We have to talk about it. We drive up the price, and therefore, we can create an economy. Okay. The so, question is, how am I supposed to live without you? <laughs> As Michael Bolton yes. once said. Uh, yep, I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm still uh, I'm still banking on cash, personally. So. Yeah, you can cause... count it. You can smell it. Yeah. You can lick it. People want it. Well, you know what I actually would People like? People want to be it. I want gold bars. That's what I want, you know? That's Listen, that's what yeah. gold was a great investment. William there. Devane tells yeah. you to do that all the time if you're 80 years old and watch Wheel of Fortune. I just want a suitcase <laughs> full of gold bars like I was John Wick. And yes, yes. Did, did John Wick seem like uh, he was hurting for anything? Nah, he seemed like he was. Now, going mind all you, right. you have, people always attempted to kill you and blow your house up. But right. for, besides that, you're stable. Uh, so anyhow, the girl who is in this Zoe uh, takes her pseudo internet fame in stride. She said she's thankful. She said people who are in memes and go viral is one thing, but uh, just the way the internet has held on to my picture and kept it viral, kept it relevant, is so crazy to me. I'm super grateful for the entire experience. By the way, she how gets, old is she now? She gets some money. She's 21. Uh, yeah. Oh my and she god! She said that she is going to, uh, she's going to use the crypto fortune for charity donations and to pay off her student loans. This is crazy that so she's that old. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I saw that. Did you see, not to go off on a tangent here? But did you see um, Anna Nicole Smith's daughter? Danny Lynn? No. How like, old is she now? She's like 16. Mm. Wow. And I'm, I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's almost as if time advances. Right. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, weren't we supposed to get uh, NFTs from the Sandlot or something like that? Yes, that's Did right. they come in the mail yet? No. <laughs> they were supposed to send those to us? Yeah, they, they were. were. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you see a package in the mail? Yeah, they were supposed to, <laughs> Casey, they were supposed to send us some thoughts. Yeah. Wow. All right, uh, I think we got time for one more, probably. Oh, okay. uh, so let me. What else is on the shelves? Um, Looks like some chlorine just came in. How about something from last week? Because I'll never, I'll never get to this. If, no inventory like old inventory. If I don't uh, get to this now, the world's longest pedestrian suspension bridge has been completed in northern uh, Portugal. Where residents of the nearby town hope the tourist attraction will help revive a region whose economy was devastated by the pandemic. Ah! At 1,700 feet, the bridge hangs 175 meters above the fast-flowing river uh, Pava. By the way, when you walk across this thing, it's just, it, they're grates wow. that yeah. you're walking oh, no. across. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yes. Badass. I it's, could totally do that. You can do that? Yeah. So do you remember when we were on top of the first Comcast Tower? Yeah. Uh, they, they took us up there. We saw the Billy Penn statue and all that. 
Um, we were on greats at the very, very top of it, and there were a couple of people that we were with. Jim Antez, our old uh, uh, GSM, they got effed up. He did not care for that very. He much. actually pooped in his pants. <laughs> he, uh, well, I mean, pretty close yeah. to it. This sort of stuff uh, does. Listen, you feel secure on it. You're cool. I'm, uh, here, I'm saying this in the comfort of our studio right now, <laughs> but you know, put me in the middle of that thing. Uh, you know, it might change. Listen, but- if there were no rails on each side, but I mean, if you were just asked to walk across, uh, but uh, it, it's, uh, I would feel safe on that. That's absolutely fine. When I was a kid, my dad took me to the Royal Gorge, which was it's about a thousand feet yeah. over this. It's a bridge. It it's amazing. Across. It's unbelievable. But as you walk across it. There are gaps between the boards, and it's terrifying. Where is the uh, where is the gl- the the bridge that has the the uh, prank panel in it? It's made of glass. Yeah, it's oh, in China. Yeah, I think. and one appears to break as you oh, step really? on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Casey, did you go to the one in the Grand Canyon? It's the <laughs> western. I saw edge. it. Okay. from the bottom. It's um, it's I think outside of the national park, but um, you I, and I believe you have to pay to go out on that. I, don't I think believe it. Yeah. I don't think it's free, but yeah, it's there's glass. a uh, yeah, and that yeah, and so you can see the Grand Canyon beneath you. There's a pedestrian bridge in London. I think it's called the Millennium Bridge. Um, that goes across the Thames, and and I walked across that when we were there for the Eagles broadcast a couple of years ago. We should have one of those in Philly. I don't think we have any there's pedestrian so many, bridges. We're still waiting on that uh, the tram that's supposed to. Right. Go across the Delaware. Do you mean that's exclusively pedestrian? Yeah, I'd like okay. that. But um, you can get across cool. the Ben Franklin, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, before Sunday's official opening ceremony, people from the nearby town were allowed to walk over the mega structure to see through the metal grids. Yeah. And it freaked a few people out, but others think that it's going to be uh, kind of a boom for their uh, economy and um, for... Uh, tourism. So yeah, of course. All right, you know what? One more. One more, one more, one more. Oh, okay. There's one more item on the show. Yep. I had a Preston Elliott discovered behind some dusty glory. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. What's your story, kid? <laughs> hey, mister. How about this one? The name Karen has a bad reputation in the United States, but in the U.K., those with the name Colin and Tracy have been found to be the ones who are the most overly demanding and entitled in public. So, so the their um, their Karen is Tracy. Yes, and uh, Colin would be the male. What is our male Karen? Oh, um, I've heard of a Kevin before. Chad. Chad is it? Chad. That's what I've heard. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know what? Carter was telling me he's like, Dad, you ever, you ever heard of a Kevin? And then he explained to me what it was, and I forgot. The definition, so it's I guess chuggy. it's not the same. Very chuggy. <laughs> so it's very chuggy. But Chad, Karen, and Chad. That, that's well. I don't know if it's like synonymous, but I've heard people say like, "Well, he's a Chad." All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so and he's chatting like he never chatted before. Sidro, which is the world's first social review platform, analyzed negative review data from the last eighteen months to determine the names most associated with negative reviews in the UK, and they found that Colin and Tracy were the most likely to leave one- or two-star reviews. Uh, other female names that were likely to leave bad reviews were Sue or Suzanne, Vicky, Wendy, and Caroline, hmm. while other males' names that were easily offended were Greg, John, Ian, and Martin. There's there, That's a broad spectrum there. It is. John I, is kind of a very common name. I don't know any Martins. You guys yeah, know Martin? I know him. Yeah, I know a couple of Martins. Lawrence. Yeah, Martin. my cousin's name is Martin. Yeah, I know Martin Lawrence, but... Yeah, I don't know him personally, but I know of him. Yes, I've heard of him, and he seems like a nice guy. He seems guy. okay. He's been in a few movies with Will Smith. Um, yeah, so if you... But that's in the U.K., so slightly different. Yeah, uh, the, the Tracy spelling in the U.K. is with an E. 
T-R-A-C-E-Y. I've seen C E Y. Yes, okay. I've seen it. Uh, I usually see it with just a Y. Yeah. T R A C Y. That's like schedule Tracy... and boot to bonnet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Tracy Davidson is E Y. Really? T R A C E Y. I've been living a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, no, she's. No, sorry. She's not. T R A C Y? Yep. Okay. Glad we. we... Have a... I do it. Tracy Davidson, local NBC 10 news anchor was incorrectly attributed with an EY spelling by Kathy Romano of the Morning Show, Preston and Steve. She has since gone on record and corrected that. We go back now to the Preston and Steve show already in progress. All right. Uh, so that's about it. I think uh, that's all we're going to have uh, a chance in the store this morning. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, well, actually, uh-huh. All right. Yeah, here we go. All right. This is a clarification. Right. Let me go to Logan real quick here. Hey, Logan, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Gadzooks. buddy. All right. Did I get, I got the Kevin thing wrong, right? Uh, yeah, so Kevin was the story that went viral on the internet about, like, a really dumb kid and his dumb parents. Okay. Like, the kid was so stupid, the teachers couldn't understand, Then the parents came in for a conference, and the teachers were like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> the whole, the whole family's family stupid. stupid. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like that. All right. And they then... went on vacation, and um, they forgot their luggage. Okay. Like, they went, like, across... To another country or something. Anyway, all right. Um, and then what about Chad? Uh, Chad is just like a bro. He kind of gets all the girls, and like you don't understand why a girl would like him. And oh. then when the girl breaks up with him, she doesn't understand either. She's like, uh, "Why did I ever think he was worth anything?" Okay, a chat almost so like, like, like like a frat guy, like but, a yeah, yeah, like a frat, like okay. a frat bro. All right, so that's not really a, a male Karen. That's no, that's different. yeah, I don't know what the male Karen equivalent is. I the, heard the, um, the the annoying, the first to be, the first to be um, uh, offended, the first to to th- make a scene, the, the first person asked for the manager, asked for the manager. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think it's the Casey. The Casey. <laughs> I've <laughs> never asked for a manager. No, in fact, he's always complimenting. Yeah. Uh, interesting. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, uh, Logan. All right. Uh, we love you. Here, folks. Uh, Ken, somebody it says here. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. Listen, it, it, it'll it, change next week anyway. Oh, it will. You know. Yeah. It, it's have, it's have no very chuggy. The way yeah. these things so are. So chuggy. Yeah. People jump on board like that. Okay. Sorry. We got to. We learned about the word chuggy. Yeah. The chlorine shortage. Yeah. You always learn something when you talk to the proprietor down at the general store. It's going to affect us all. So hey. thank you for stopping in this morning. Appreciate it, Mr. Announcer. Thank Absolutely you for coming. No problem. If you yeah. get a chance, go down a quiet aisle and rub one out. Right. <laughs> it's something we allow here at the general store. Yeah. Very open. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And Bizarre File Stores of Plenty and your first chance at winning $500. I had said earlier that this is the last week we're doing this. It's not. It's next week, too. So get yourself set for the President of the Seed Money Clip. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's get you some B-File stories. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can earn learn more at ADMoyer.com. We'll start with this story. An elderly husband and wife duo living in an assisted living facility in Tennessee caused quite a stir last month after busting out of a secure unit. <laughs> and they did it by using Morse code. The pair, who has not been... a identified, uh, suffered from dementia and Alzheimer's and were living in a part of the Lebanon facility with an electronic door lock, but they baffled staffers after vanishing from the premises. This is so cool. Leaving employees wondering how they could have possibly gotten past the secure door with an electronic keypad. Well, documents from the Tennessee Department of Health show that after the couple was found wandering along a nearby road following their escape, the man confessed to staffers that he previously worked with Morse code in the military and had simply deciphered the door oh code <laughs> by listening closely to the sounds it made when employees used it. That's and crazy. just worked <laughs> to replicate it. Yeah. Uh, the facility was hit with a $2,000 fine as a result of the couple's getaway and it has since changed its door code. Come on, we're out of here. They gamed the system. I love it, man. Riding into the night. Uh, it's a terrible story. Colorado woman out walking her dogs died of a suspected bear attack. Uh, the 39-year-old woman was found Friday night by her boyfriend who went searching for her when he discovered the two dogs alone outside their home in Durango. Didn't go for the dogs, the bear didn't, huh? Uh, no, he found her body uh, off of U.S. Highway 550 and called 911. The woman and her boyfriend haven't been publicly identified. Uh, responding wildlife officers observed signs of consumption on the body. Uh. And an abundance of bear scat and hair at the scene. A dog is a poop. A dog team from the U.S. Department of Agriculture Wildlife Services also searched the area and found a female black bear with two young uh, bears nearby. The bears were euthanized out of an abundance of caution. I think since they have found evidence that indeed it was uh, these bears. Yeah, well, I mean, if they've had a, if they've attacked humans, you've got to be careful. Uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife officials urge the public to avoid the area. As the investigation continues and asks people to report any encounter with aggressive bears uh, to the agency, so far this spring, Colorado Parks and Wildlife said that it has received several reports of bear sightings and activity in the Durango area alone, including a bear tearing down a bird feeder and one getting into garbage. So they're keeping their eyes open for more uh, encounters. A woman is in custody with multiple arson-related charges following a house fire. Witnesses reported observing a woman later identified as Gail J. Metwally setting multiple fires within the home and then sitting in a chair on a front front lawn reading a book and she was also sat and watched the fire engulf the home. So she set the fire and then got a comfortable chair set up, had a book and just watched it like for pleasure. Yeah, yeah just sat up front and watched it burn. This is great. 
Uh, after a few minutes, uh, Metwally walked away from the scene while the home was on fire. Witnesses heard an occupant in the basement window yelling for help. Bystanders safely assisted her out of the window. While responding to the scene, the sheriff's office observed Metwally in the area where she was detained and transported to the uh, police station. Oh, my, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, fire marshals responded and conducted an origin and cause investigation and concluded the fire was incendiary or incendiary or arson in nature. Have there been any contention between these neighbors? I don't know about that. No, this is, well, I'll explain. So yeah. a, a total of four people reside in the home, including Metwally. So she burned down her own home. It was her own house. Huh. Uh, two were not good, home. Stupid. The third was still inside when um, Metwally committed the arson, and she has been charged with first degree, first and second degree attempted murder yeah. in this because mm. someone was inside and she just sat there. And, and there, we have a picture of her sitting on her own front lawn yeah. just watching the, 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 the home go up while somebody's like, inside. Like she's right in front of it. That's insane. A gamer was found dead still clutching his Xbox controller after an all-night session. Oh, my God. Simon Shanks, 43 years old, was discovered slumped on his sofa in front of his screen with the gaming controller in his hand. An inquest heard the night he died. Simon and a friend stayed up until around midnight to play an Xbox game. Uh, But his friend went upstairs to bed, came down 11 hours later to find Simon. The inquest heard that Simon uh, was still on the sofa in a sitting position, clutching the Xbox, Xbox controller. Paramedics and police were called to the property, but he was pronounced dead. Officers didn't find any evidence of drug use. While Simon's uh, death was not suspicious, it it was unexplained. What game was he playing? I don't know. He had previously been a heavy drinker, but the inquest heard that he had gone seven years without taking anything. A postmortem found that he had a thickening of the heart, while a toxicology report found therapeutic levels of prescribed medication, as well as levels of methadone, cocaine, and morphine. All right. Uh, the coro- the uh, coroner said that he died as a consequence of an unintentional overdose. Jeez. But he was playing his game to the very end. All right, I love this story. Um, <clears throat> less than a week, and this is out of my, my old town, St. Louis, less than a week after getting his radio station's logo tattooed on his arm, WIL 92.3 FM, country music jock Mason Schrader, uh, Shredder, has been jettisoned from the station. They fired him. (laughs) And it's this huge shoulder tattoo. Oh, man. Well, at least we're still around. Yeah, Shredder, half of the Morning Drive Mason and Remy show with uh, Zachary Halsley, announced his departure Friday morning on Twitter. He said the tattoo isn't even a week old, still healing. (laughs) You got some bad news for those tattoo people. Uh, W.I.L. plans... We're going in a new direction. (laughs) Plans to keep Halsley on uh, the morning shift. Uh, so Schrader and Holsley were hired by w- uh, WIL in 2018 after having uh, spent a year in Chicago. Before that, the team worked at WIL's rival station, KSD. Uh, they worked the afternoon drive at WIL for two years before being moved to mornings in May of last year. And he said that as of Friday, his only future plan was to sleep in Monday morning. But he got, look at this tattoo. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good tattoo. It's well done, but um, it ain't no monkey between the nipples. They fired you, dude. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're going to do with that now. (laughs) And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. You got roughly three minutes or so left to get the word discover over to win some cash from WMMR. It's the Preston Steve Money Clip Word of the Hour. Discover, D-I-S. 
C-O-V-E-R, is the word. Send that now. Let's see if you win in just a little bit. If you miss this opportunity, we've got it in less than two hours. So get yourself prepared for then as well. Going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, my name is Glenn from Aberdeen Kennels in Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania. 610-754-7731. We do boarding and grooming and rescue animals, and we appreciate everyone's help to keep on doing it. Thank you, and we appreciate you. Next message. Hello, this is Kathy from Percocy Forest, located at 101 North Fish Street in downtown Percocy, proudly serving our community for over 25 years, specializing in weddings, events, as well as our floral design. Visit our shop for our Mother's Day specials, including our beautiful floral designs, outdoor patio plots, blooming baskets, unique gifts, and much more. Call our shop or place an order directly on our website at parkwithbeforeus.com and visit us on Facebook and Instagram. Mention this ad and receive 10% off your Mother's Day purchase. Post it soon and thank you for shopping local. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. So about a week week ago, uh, Little Boy's Dream came true. (laughs) It was so amazing. Yeah. Casey got to use a jackhammer. Yeah. 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 Was was this for the tool shed? Uh, no, 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 no. The, the shed has already been installed. Right. Uh, you know, I was using other tools for that. Uh, no, but uh, there's a fence that it needs to be installed. So I have concrete getting put down. So in order, I had I had to get the fence post installed before the concrete gets laid. Jackhammer is awesome, isn't it? It is. I wish. The only problem is I wish I had rented one sooner. Right. Uh, because Just I had, for parties. Well, no, no. I, well, maybe. Yeah. But I had to bust through concrete. I had right. to bust through the existing driveway to dig these holes to get the fence posts in. So I got the one fence post in, and then I, we went over to the other side. And when I was digging. You were using a sledgehammer. I was using a sledgehammer. Break which, up the concrete. That, by the way, was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Right. Um, you can take out all of your aggression, and, you know, you do that on the driveway. And, and then I went to the other side. And I busted through the concrete, and I used a little post digger, and I got maybe six to eight inches uh, into the dirt, and there was more concrete there. And because of the way the concrete and, and the driveway, I couldn't get my sledgehammer yeah, down there. you can't get the sledgehammer down into a hole. Yeah, yeah, you realize at this point you need to go big. Well, Which, we, by yeah. the way, can, before we get to the jackhammer, can, yeah. I, can I share some insight on... Uh, uh, Casey, uh, so I went with him yeah. uh, to buy supplies. Right. Went to Lowe's. Casey came yeah. by and, and picked me up, and so we went, and he's like, you know, I'm asking what do you got to get. He's like, I got to get this post. I got to get some concrete. I got to get, you know, a post digger and so on. Right. And so it's so funny because Casey <laughs> operates in a way that is so foreign to me <laughs> that uh, so you this. Mean the, the purchasing, the selection? Well, the, we, all of it. All of it. So yeah. we go into Lowe's. I and, have a system. All right. Let me just say, <laughs> I have a system. But his system, <laughs> right. Casey's system, is walking up to other shoppers and going, hey, have you ever mixed concrete before? How do I do that? <laughs> oh, my God. I kid you not. Right, right, yeah. How much am I going to need? What kind of job are you doing? Well, this and that. Yeah. Like. Listen. Went into it. Hang on a second. Okay. Went went into it, just basically knowing he needs to buy supplies, but not knowing exactly what supplies to get or what to do with them. Did yeah, you research it prior to going. I found it yeah. interesting. It ended up working out great because yeah. uh, a I would never approach strangers like right. that. 
Casey approaches strangers as if they're close friends, right? Yeah. Which is a gift that he has. He's great. I'm not knocking it yeah, at all. I know. But um, but I'm um, and and as soon as it starts leaving his mouth, I'm like almost want to cover up my face and go, oh no, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. no. And but, then he goes, he goes, oh my god, it worked. But the people <laughs> there were more than willing to. And these are shoppers. These yeah, are not people funny. working at Lowe's. These are shoppers. Casey just looked at what they happen to have, and they the, that dude looks like he knows what he's doing. You sized them up, Preston. He's, but but you size them up within. 10 seconds, like, you immediately go over to them. I'm, and so, imme- I'm just here with my grandson. <laughs> and immediately they're like, well, here's first. You're going to need to do this. You're going to yeah. mix it with water. You're going to get it to, like, a paste-like consistency. And then, and then yeah. people that weren't even asked started chiming in on that yeah, as well. They were standing in line. I think he picked, and there's this is probably even another full topic, Preston, because that is the kind of place where you can get that response. To me, it would be akin to being, like, in, in, a, in a record store if you said... I like this kind of people yeah. just want to they want to right but contribute. I would never do that I, I would I would be I pulling know. up videos on yeah. YouTube oh, exactly would, what do I go need with your list before already? I go yeah. there oh yes. I would have a list and everything and because I also wouldn't I wouldn't trust that person like what I don't know who yeah. that person is and what they've done well, that's they, why you got to size them up you look right. at the shoes uh, okay yeah. this dude have you work. ever built a house that's collapsed this dude is wearing <laughs> boots that looks like it has uh you know some uh, cement uh, residue on you're it you're looking for telltale like contractors contractor right. type of shirt right, right, right? Yes. the t-shirt with the front <laughs> right. pocket right you know all of that sort of the stuff thing, it's you know you just you size them up and you go and you kind of pay them a little bit of a compliment you go you look hot <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It works for on everybody. <laughs> you look you look really muscular. Um you know? Hey, here's a text. This uh-huh. says, "Holy s, I thought that was him." No way. Casey, remember you were talking to me about my sister. Was she hot? No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, Nick, well, Nick sent him. Call in. Nick hey, sent him the yeah, phone yeah, number. Call in if he can. Yeah, okay. yes. Yeah, Nick sent him the phone number, so maybe he'll call. That's in, but, funny. So yeah. I do a little bit of research, <laughs> but I really I need to like be able to have an open dialogue with somebody in order to like really understand it. And then also I, uh, and I was telling Preston like. My neighbor's probably going to help me out, but I can't just assume that he's going to. Right, right. My neighbor helped me out. There you go. <laughs> no, listen, so, yeah, but still, there's yeah. nothing wrong. We talked about it, the mistake yeah. of not asking for help when you need it. Yeah. But, but in the process to go and purchase the necessary materials, right, right. Casey just went in completely blind. Wow. See, now I would not do that. I would, I would have watched a few videos. I would yeah. have also put together a preliminary list, and then I would have asked for additional information when right. I was there. I wouldn't go in completely cold. Yeah. But God bless you. Apparently it worked, right? But it was pretty funny because I was talking to the one guy, and then the dude behind him. Can you him, pay for this? <laughs> the dude behind him couldn't help himself. He was like, you know, you really don't even have to like mix that yeah, concrete in that yeah. little thing. Yeah, you, know? you don't need a tub. You just pour it right in the hole and mix it in there. The hell the are guy... you talking about? Of course you got to do that. And then the first guy was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. You could do that. I was like, yeah. He's like, it's going to rain tonight, so it'll be pretty good. You know? yeah. I was like, okay, man. <laughs> and it not, ended up working out. Not Listen, my approach. Why don't we go out for dinner? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so let's get to the, jack, the jackhammer part, right? So we get what to, are you doing right now? We get to the part of the hole where we realize I can't get in here with a sledgehammer. Right. We don't know how far this concrete goes. We don't know what the concrete's for. We don't know if it's a sub driveway. Right. If it's part of a you know footer for um, the other fence post for my neighbor's fence. You've got decisions to make. We've got decisions to make. So, so do you rent, a, you rent a jackhammer? So we start driving to like Lowe's, right. back where I made all those friends that Preston was talking about. Right. And... Um, and <laughs> Lowe's is not answering the phone. Home Depot's not answering the phone. There is one. Does your number come up? No. There's one. Well, no. It, Listen, <laughs> corporations don't answer phones. Don't anymore. answer that. It's all automated. So there's there's this one hard, tiny little hardware store yeah. in Wildwood Crest that, dude, they have everything. 
I pull in here. I go, listen, let me just pull in here to see if they know where to get one, right? Yeah. I go, hey, uh, you know where I can rent a, uh, a jackhammer? And they were like, hang on one second. And they got a jackhammer out of the back, and I rented it from them. It was You just plug it into the wall. Like, you didn't, you know, no right. fuss, no muss. I rented it. I plugged it into the wall. I, I jackhammed. It was awesome. I jackhammed. <laughs> And, and not only did I jack ham, but then my neighbor and then Chuck was there as well. It, you, you were having a, a, a jack party. Yeah, we were yeah. Ja- we were all jacking off on the um, the uh, the driveway. Yeah, Dude, it was great. Uh, but I so I jack ham. We just had a huge jack party. It was great. Me and my guys <laughs> jacked all over the driveway. Yeah. Me and my, my my two guys, three oh guys. My God, I'm exhausted. I've been jacking all afternoon. You guys want to get in the circle for this or? Well, we kind of were in the jack? circle to tell you the truth. Uh, so I jack ham, and then my neighbor, I was like, "Do you want a piece of this?" And he's like, "Absolutely." Absolutely. So, so he, Listen, I have some chain in the garage. It's got daisies painted on it. Why don't you bring that out here? What the daisy chain? Okay, I'll go grab that. So, so Joe, my neighbor, jackhammed, and then uh, Chuck was like, "I need to get a piece of this as well." Yeah. So he did it as well. What and, is it about the jackhammer that is is because it is is destructive? It's but it's controlled. Right. And when I've used one, uh, it's it is cool. You noisy. can't argue with that noisy, noisy. Yeah. But like it just. I mean, compared nice. to what we did with the A, the sledgehammer, and then B, like uh, my neighbor Joe had this other right. kind of like, it was like a drill, but not really a drill. Those things, I mean, it, it took a lot of work. The jackhammer, you were just like. Yeah. yeah, And it just busted it apart. I love that sound. It was. Except if it's on your street at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, then that sucks. Yeah. That's almost what that sounds like. Did my friend from Lowe's call in yet? No, no. Yeah, but here's a couple of texts. This says, uh, my, this is different than Casey. It says, my dad will just ask customers what they're doing there and give his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I go, to, I go to a True Value, True Value on Ridge, and it's the same. And I go to, I go to Home Depot as well. Yeah. But it's, it's the same dynamic. People want to chime in and let you know. Here's another one that says, I'm a professional contractor. I have heard the worst and stupid advice ever <laughs> given at the big box stores by people. So you got to be careful what you yeah. do here. But fortunately, there were a think. couple of people concurring yeah. nearby where Casey was asking. So, But it was an interesting... Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting approach I had never quite seen, but Casey's fearless when it comes to approaching strangers. I'm I'm a little more cautious. I love the the listen. There's an inherent machismo in in a uh, in a jackhammer. Yeah, you know, like yeah. like of, of the of, on the machinery level that like a nail gun when I first used a nail gun. Right, that's pretty so badass. I was surprised at the lack of recoil. I mean, it yeah. really just is Did like put a silencer on it. No, no, but like I expected it to kind of like bounce up. Yes, but no, like it's all about going down. down. Yeah, like, and, like uh, yeah. you're good prostitutes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know you got to have protection. Uh, both. What, what I thought about asking <laughs> was, what piece of machinery would you love to? Uh, Oof. Would you love to try to operate? I want sometime? a bobcat. I want to do a bobcat. You want to do? Yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I there, there's a few. Hey, remember the um, <laughs> during the winter? Yeah, and that guy had that little that plow that cart that you could stand yeah. on or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, you were all excited. I was like, if hey, you're Mr. talking about commercial equipment, the jackhammer's pretty badass. Is it something you 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 can ride in anything? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, the Bobcat is just it's um it's smaller, right? Yeah. So I I would feel more comfortable doing that than let's say like a backhoe. Do you know what I dug honestly? Like the, when I was doing the forklift, the, especially the one with the telescoping arm, mm. that was as badass as you could. I mean, I love that. You remember Preston the compound? Uh-huh. It was so cool. You, be, yeah. you got surgical on that. I, yeah, I got surgical, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, the fact that you have that kind of lifting power on that sort of thing. 
What, what would, what's in your, you know, um, like I, I want to go to, was it Diggerland? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I want to use those freaking heavy machinery. I got to think a, uh, heavy a, machines, a crane with a wrecking ball on it. Oh uh, yeah. Would be, uh, yes. Would be pretty bad. Yes. To be actually to swing that thing and knock down a wall. Yeah. Would be pretty awesome. I mean, I've always, I've, for some reason I've been watching a lot of tank. This is military. This is, you don't go. Yeah, guns tank. don't count. But, right. I know. But, but yeah. a, a tank. You kidding me? Cause yeah, like, I mean, who like doesn't. A- who doesn't want to shoot a howitzer? I mean, or I mean a, 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 a bazooka. Or just run a tank over a car. Yeah. You know? That'd be fun, too. But you can't rent a tank these days. It's mm. very difficult. No, not I think lately. it'd be pretty good with a Zamboni. I'd like a Zamboni, yeah, even yeah, though it's yeah, yeah. slow. Well, yeah, but I, I love the, the notion of making something smooth and uh, like a glass. What about a steamroller? The steamroller would be pretty bad. Same sort of thing. I think they're using one right out front here. They're, Are they? They're doing uh, the left side of the parking lot as you're coming. Well, you guys, you're coming in the right side. He but, missed her. Yeah, I want to get on your uh, steamroller. And also, what's your those, name, little fella? I think we talked about this last year. But do those bobcats have air conditioning on the inside of them? I don't think so. Man, that would suck in the summer. I, they, some, a lot of times, I'll see little personal fans hooked up. Okay. This says we have a jackhammer on our bobcat. What's a uh, bobcat is what you're talking about, Case? Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. get a jackhammer yes. on that thing. Have you ever seen those attachments? This thing's a beast. Wow! Not on a bobcat. I haven't. I've seen them on on like a backhoe. A Prius on a backhoe where you can uh, yeah. you know chip away. They had to use that to for our pool. Preston, there's a picture of up in up in the studio here. Oh yeah, that is cool. That's how you get inside. Yeah, that's wow. how you knock on the door. Um. All right. Uh, ballsiest piece of equipment you've ever operated. Two one five two six three WMMR. Wouldn't That'd mind cool. hearing that. Um. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And and like a good old fashioned bulldozer. Would be uh, a bulldozer. Pretty badass. Yeah. I like the idea of a wrecking ball, though. We were There was a time when we were looking at attempting to, and obviously insurance would have been an issue, but playing the crane game. I wanted to do with that. Real, with a with real, real crane, crane, real cars. We could not get anybody we to could sign not up on that. Get, yeah, because, well, what we wanted to do is we wanted to suspend a person yeah, on it. Right. On like a, uh, yeah. a harness of some type, and then their friend would be able to lower them down into right. a big uh, container of prizes that we would have, and, and they could grab. just grab as much as they wanted wanted to out of it but we couldn't find any if you own a crane yes and you can facilitate that get in touch with us because we'd like to do it but there was the that this insurance thing listen also the caveat is if you're okay with bending the law and flouting <laughs> well you know, so that's the thing There's it's the, a risk reward thing it is absolutely you you're gonna get it you're gonna get a t-shirt yeah, yeah come on you're hanging a person and then you're asking someone who has absolutely no experience to operate the I machinery had, I, so Kathy, i completely Why give not? up my dream of of the rectal thermometer on a forklift i'm gonna go to mindy hi mindy good morning good morning what's up mindy hey so we went up to new hampshire to visit my cousin and he was doing some work on his property and my husband got to use a backhoe. Backhoe. And he said he could die happy now. <laughs> mm. So, so yes, a backhoe is. I mean, especially like when they when they dig a, a hole for a for a pool. When you see them doing that, yep, it's pretty badass. Nice. Yeah, and I and I also get to use a scissor lift at work, so that's pretty cool. Ah. Those are fun. I've I've only I've never used a scissor lift. I've just used the um, the cherry picker, which is cool too. Which is a blast. Yeah. But a scissor lift is pretty awesome because you can get way the hell up there, man. The yeah, cherry pick, cherry picking is going further though. We used to go up really high on that. We, we we've had them. Impressed at the amount of companies that would hand over keys to heavy equipment to us at the camp out. Why did they even do that? Why would they I trust mean, us? Like, didn't even train us or anything. Nothing. Just like, give us the keys. Here you go. Have fun. 
We could have killed people. Yeah, but we did. We did. We fed people. Here's a text that says, uh, heavy equipment operator here, for the love of God, it's not called a bobcat. A bobcat is a brand. It's called a skid steer. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Uh, I, I want. I don't want any off brand. Yeah, he wants the real thing. Man. I want the bobcat, bro. Yeah, what, what's it? Skidmark. What is it called? The skid, skid steer. steer. Okay. I remember that from Jace's book when he was like one. <laughs> wow, look at Kathy knows the stuff we don't know. I would use a skid steer to uh, maybe install a hot water heater. <laughs> oh, you're gonna get in trouble yeah, for people, that. People, people right. freak out when I you say hot water. You don't hot... need to heat hot water. I want to get a hot water heater and I want to put it in the back of a Ridgeline pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, those aren't trucks. Oh my God! Hey! The music means only one thing. <laughs> Bill Weston, man about town, is sashayed into the studio. Hey, man. I really enjoyed Casey's uh, recollection of renting a jackhammer. Yeah, uh-huh. thank you. I, I'm in that club. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Busted up a concrete wall many years ago. Okay. But I also rented a piece of equipment um, when it was at a radio station in Buffalo, <laughs> and there was a uh, hoity-toity art festival. It's called the Allentown Art Festival. Right. And for the radio station, we saying, let's do something kind of anti-whatever. Art. So we were going to do crushed fruit art. Right. Right? Okay. <laughs> stupid. I rented a steamroller. Whose idea was Steamroller. I rented okay. a steamroller. No way! You did you get to run it? it? I did. I did. I so, was, so that this... I was the guy. You would you would put a bunch of fruit on a on a yeah. cardboard thing, and then I'd roll over the fruit, and then you could. It was stupid. Let, okay. No, Letterman used to do it. Letterman did it all the time. They would steamroll all sorts of stuff. That's probably where I stole the idea from. But <laughs> I went to the rental place mm-hmm. with my Forerunner, my '87 Forerunner with a four cylinder engine. And I had a trailer hitch, and I backed up to the trailer, and I drove down the Skajakwood Expressway in Buffalo with a steamroller behind me what? to the art festival. Right. I wasn't one to like the huge double it's the more pers- like a personal yeah. steamroller. But it was probably I don't know fifteen feet okay. long. It was called the, the lady steamroller. Yes, it yes. was. <laughs> it was smaller, <laughs> more feminine, but it was very satisfying. To when like we did the the camp out for hunger over here at the Adams Mark, when that used to be around, they brought a steamroller in. For us to just play with. I drove that thing all over the place. And it was one of the big ones. Yeah. It I wasn't mean, the little bit. It was huge. Once you get And it, it would vibrate, too. There was a special a button that you would hit. And it would cause... It would start vibrating. Do you know it's like that same sort of thing? The steamroller sort of... Um, the, the the release or the, the cathartic experience. You've seen those... The things that will grind up. I don't know what they're... Whether they're, they may be called grinders. But they have big metallic like teeth on them. And and they're spinning against each other, and whatever you put into it, no matter what shape it is, it yep. eventually. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, eventually, it'll, what? Like it'll grind it and just destroy it. Like like it'll pulverize anything you put into it. It's two things spinning, and whatever goes into it, almost like a paper shredder. But it's it, you can put in a steel drum, yeah, and yeah. It, even even rounded edges, it will catch it I and saw, eventually crush it. I saw a special about that piece of machinery. It was on it literally. It was called the world's sharpest thing. <laughs> Was the name of this yeah. uh, the special, and it, and it covered that. And yes, whatever you throw in there it doesn't matter. It will rip it apart. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's what it's made for. So uh, let me go to some, we. You would not believe how many people are actually sitting in these equipments as <laughs> these pieces of equipment as we speak. I have Sean is in a piece of heavy machinery right now. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good morning, you gang. How good morning, it, bud. We're good. All right, what are you uh, what are you operating, Sean? I'm in a 300. I'm a Volvo 300 excavator right now. It uh, it has a, a grapple on the end of it that could probably pick up your house and crush it. <laughs> Dude, so can you make any engine noise with it? Can you do something we can hear, or is that possible? Uh, 
Uh, no, I'm actually loading recyclables right now into a truck. It's. Uh, Can you pop a wheelie? <laughs> you would. You would have to go on the other side of the plant. We have concrete <laughs> crushers over there that you would. You would just love. You concrete crushers. And don't you? Well, you got to be honest, there, Sean. When you're doing, don't. Can you possibly feel more manly when you're doing stuff like that? Oh, I love it. Being behind <laughs> yeah. the controls of this thing, and what 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 you would like, Preston, is the cab on this that I'm sitting in. You push a button, and it goes 30 feet in the air, so you can see what you're loading into this. Oh, truck. wow! I love that. Hey, Sean, how does one become a heavy machinery operator? Uh, well, when I got married, my father-in-law was in the business, and he got me into it. And I went to school, and I've been doing this for about 26 years now. What type of what type of school do you have to to attend? I didn't know if you needed a certain driver certification or operator's license. Well, if you get into the union, they have their own school. They have their own schools right there, and you can get your operator's license. You have to operate three pieces of equipment during a test and pass all three, and then you get your operator's license. What, you what, don't have to have a license to work non-union or anything. You just apply for a job all right. as long as you have experience in doing it. What, un- uh, what union is that you're speaking of, Sean? Well, they have a, the Operating Engineers Union. There's one. I'm in Jersey. There's one in Jersey. There's a couple in PA. It's the Operating Engineers Union. They're pretty hard to get into, but uh, they do a lot of, like, the the Scudder's Falls Bridge are doing a lot of work over there with the cranes and all that kind of good stuff. So, okay. yeah, my nephew, uh, my nephew up in New York went to a basically a trade school for heavy machinery. Oh. And, That's and, exactly what it is. Yeah. We're going to plumbing trade school. Or they have operating engineers trade school. Okay, also, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks, and, Sean. Appreciate it, man. Preston, go tear something up. Tear it up, yeah. yeah. My nephew is one of these kids that was right from five, six years old. You know, watching truck videos yeah. and, and all this stuff, yeah. and, and the big, you know, the big Fisher, you know, books with the big pictures, and followed straight through. Has has always been in love with these heavy machines. And I loved uh, uh, Tonka toys when Tonkas. I was remember yes. those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Remember there was a commercial where an elephant actually stood on yes. one of the trucks. It was like, a dump truck. That's how. Uh, yeah. That's how secure. You know, heavy those things were. They do the same thing for the Goop product line. I'm going to yeah. go to Seth, who's uh, in a piece of machinery right now. Hey, Seth, how you doing, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What uh, what apparatus are you operating? I am sitting in a T-61 bulldozer. A T-61 bulldozer? Yeah, it's a Kamatsu. Oh, okay. Um, and what, what type of work are you doing with it, Seth? Uh, right now, I'm, we're doing a development up in Quakertown, townhouses. Uh, I am doing uh, grading roads. You're All right, do us, roads. do us a favor. Knock down a house that you're not supposed to knock. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what, what? You, you, you could topple a house with that, correct? Uh, yeah, I take it down trees, houses. Hey, pretty much anything. I, I have a question. I, I love have it. A question, Seth. When you know, I, I live out in an area where they've done a lot of development, and sometimes when they're working and and big on big projects like roads and so on, um, I've seen them uh, a, a, a huge mound of earth that they will build that actually has ramps that will go up. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they uh, basically back the dump truck up there, and they just keep keep dumping, keep building it higher. Like that massive one they have on the, the side of the turnpike in uh, Harleysville there. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So have you ever had to – because I would think that that's – it's got to be dangerous to create something like that because it could fall apart. They've had you get, accidents. You're getting heavy machinery up there. Have you ever worked on anything like that? Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've pretty much run 
any kind of machinery out there. Seth, have you ever had? Have you ever come up against something that you could not move with the with the uh, with the bulldozer? Not uh, with the bulldozer, yeah, but uh, you get a uh, tractor and pretty much dig anything out. Take anything out. There was a story here. You remember when they were tearing down the Adams Mark, and there was a—I I don't know—was it a crane or was it a bulldozer? And and they knocked over something. You remember part of the 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 hotel wall collapsed on top of it. Now, now oh, the yeah, 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 but now, now the guy was okay. But it was it, you know they make it super reinforced, but that stuff can't happen. Oh yeah. Have, have you ever had a, have you ever had a close encounter, or has everything been pretty stable in that bulldozer of yours? Uh, I've I've had the thing uh, almost sideways. Oh, uh, on the side, Jesus! On the side of a hill, yeah, or something like that. But oh. you kind of you feel everything in your butt, really. You Seth, know when things are going. It's like the adult film industry. Sometimes yeah. it's in your butt. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Seth, I just got a text that says, "Tell Seth to get back to work. Uh, he works for my brother-in-law, <laughs> and it is not break time <laughs> that they will build." So that's your brother-in-law, okay? Yeah. Thanks. We appreciate it, Seth. Good talking to you, bud. Have fun at work. Uh, somebody is sitting in a crane right now. Yeah, let me go to, uh, uh I'm going to go to Brandon. Hey, Brandon, how you doing? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, bud. So you're in a crane right now. Yes, I am. Where are you working? Uh, down on 95, uh, near the airport. What, what kind of crane is it, Brandon? Is it, is it where you're down on the ground or are you up high on it? Whether you, when they're building high rises? I am down on the ground right now. All right. All right. How, how high I up? I do not. I do not want to go up in the air. <laughs> how, how high up does that crane go? Uh, it's 110 feet up in the air. 110. Wow. So, so you have no desire. Like I've seen, like the the guys who work down at, say, like uh, at the shipyards or uh, cargo, offloading cargo off of uh, you know uh, freight ships. Uh, you see those things where they're up. It seems like they're up like 20 stories in this small cockpit. That's something that does not appeal to you at all. Uh, no, I have friends that do it. And uh, I, they'll they'll pick things up, and they're bent over so far they're looking straight at the ground <laughs> as they're picking things up. Yeah, no, and that's not for you. I don't. No, I'm good. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep my feet on the ground. Okay, <laughs> Brandon, you know, I mean, uh, workplace safety is is huge in your industry, and and okay. I would imagine that even though people are following the rules, have you occasionally seen someone out where they're not supposed to be when you're out swinging a wrecking ball around? Oh yeah. It's one of those things, too, when you're picking things up, the guy before was saying about feeling it in your butt. Yep. Uh, we we say if, if you can't pick it and your outward has come up a little bit, just keep on picking it until you get back down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's, uh, I picked up things that weigh 50,000 pounds. 50,000 pounds. And it's, and it's no issue, you know, just. Just keep on going until you feel until you feel your butt back on the ground. I used to love. I I had a Tonka crane as a kid. It was one of my one of my favorites. You know, because you could you could yeah. winch it up and the whole thing. Preston, yeah. do you remember the audio That's you cool. played? Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. It was from the guy who was on a crane on top of a building as yeah. a lightning storm was bearing down on him. Yes. He called his wife yeah. and said he loved her yeah. because he was anticipating being destroyed by lightning. that or a tornado or something, but I, I remember that. He yeah, was yeah. saying his goodbyes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty sobering. I mean, if you're on a if you're on a building above the building on a crane. Yeah, you're the tallest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, let me go. Hang on here. I'm going to go to uh, Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing, man? 
Hey, how you guys doing? Good, bud. Says you work for a crane company? Yeah, I work for a local crane company. Um, oh. You know, you guys are trying to, what are you trying to do? Play with a, play with the stick with a crane a little bit? <laughs> play, yes. play with the crane a little bit. Yeah. So the idea was, hey, Mister. Mike, we had this a couple of years ago, and we thought it was going to happen, and yeah. it fell apart. We wanted to actually uh, have a harness hooked onto someone, and we can hang them from the crane and you know the old crane game where you where you lower it down, you pick stuff up, and you take it over, you drop it in the chute, you win it. Yeah. We were going to do the same thing, only with a person on the end of that, and we drop them down into this this area filled with prizes and whatever they could pick up and hold on to. They, we would bring them over and then drop them, and they could keep what they wanted. So, but uh, there was always this pesky insurance stuff. Yeah. With. yeah. What's with the law? Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, uh, I could definitely talk to the insurance company that we work with and see if there's something we could work out for you. If you hang on the line, yes. Mike, we're going to get your information. Okay. <laughs> You're saying there's hey, a chance. Do you have, do you have smaller <laughs> cranes, not just the big hundred footers? Uh, we got uh, any size you want. Do really? You, do you have yeah, the Fraser we didn't, need, crane. we didn't need a really big one. No, no, yeah. no, no. I no. Think the higher, the higher, the better. Guys, the I, highlight I, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Let's let's take someone up fifty stories. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, hang on. We're going to get your information. I wonder, Bruce is going to talk what, to you. What is the tallest crane? Oh, dude, I don't know, but I mean, I've they, seen a video where you, astonishing. they keep lining up cranes next to yeah. each other. You've seen oh, that yeah, where you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. they can't have a crane any bigger than that one. Right. And then, you know, five cranes later, yeah. So Rochelle's brother, my my brother-in-law, works, uh, he's he's a, uh, a mechanic. And when he lived in Columbia, South America, which is where his wife is from, he lived there for, I don't know, six, seven years or something like that. He worked for uh, the mining industry. Right. He worked on um, uh, trucks that uh that they would use for the mining industry and when i tell you they're more massive than you can even imagine i've i've seen they're 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 astonishing they're, yeah. they're, you know like what? like the tires are the size of you know a u-haul the, like the truck front of a house. that you would yeah. use to yeah. to move your 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 house you brought up the mining thing and you bought so the tunnel the the like torpedo tunnel diggers the ones that they use like to build like the channel You've ever have you ever seen that that have the that you know the almost like they're seen in Total Recall where that mm-hmm. thing is is burrowing. They have ones that are used to build huge. You were looking at one of the vehicles you're talking about, Preston. Yeah. They're just astonishingly big. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd like to do one of those drills into the side of a uh, of a cliff. Yeah. We'll start off with the jackhammer, which yeah. is where Casey began, right? And, and then, then a power washer, and then move on to a cliff destroyer. By the way, burrow through a mountain. I only jackhammed for just a few minutes, and yeah. my body felt every bit of that the following day and the day after that. Did you and feel it in your butt? I, no, my shoulders and my neck. Okay, yeah. Meaning, like, you got a workout in? Yeah, but, okay. like, not in a good way. Total body workout. <laughs> yeah, the jackhammer. It's rattle, a total body workout. Rattle your bones. That'll man. be the next trendy gym, Preston, on the main line. Jackhammer. Jacks. Jacks. <laughs> Philly Jacks. Jacks and hammers. Philly <laughs> Jacks. Uh, all right, well, cool. Well, listen, thanks for Oh, wait, one last Whoa. call because, um, hang on, they've been on hold for a while. Lewis had some information on Diggerland for you, uh, Steve. Hi, Lewis. Good morning. Good morning. You hey. guys rock. Thanks, Thank man. We appreciate it. Uh, Lewis, what did you want to tell Steve? So the biggest piece of equipment that I've uh, operated has been like a bobcat. Yeah. Right. Well, I, my wife knows that you know I like the big equipment. I haven't had you know a chance really to operate different pieces. So she found this place and she thought you know great I can take them to operate stuff. Bought the tickets, didn't tell me anything about it. You know, complete secrecy. <laughs> Takes me there. Pull into the parking lot and it's Diggerland. And I'm right. like, oh crap. <laughs> 
and she already had the tickets, so we were we were hooked for the day. So we ended up going in. She's completely mortified that she's done this. Had no idea that it was just a kids' play. Well, it's it's primarily for kids, but I think it's, did you have some fun regardless? I got onto the Bobcat. It runs you in a little oval track at like three miles an hour. You know, no attachments on the front. I'm did laughing they, the whole time. Did they put a little kid's birthday hat on you and everything? <laughs> no, I didn't, didn't get one of those. But, uh, you know, I got a rubber ducky on the way out. Listen, uh, I, I would take the kid's experience just for, uh, you know, for having some fun. Yep. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. All right. Thanks, Lewis. We appreciate it. Should have gone to Chuggy Land, right, President? Chuggies. <laughs> yep. All right, let's take a break because we got a guest coming up, and I want to stay on time for your next chance of winning $500. The Money Clip Contest continues. we got this week and next week, and then that is over, so don't miss every single golden opportunity for your chance to win some cash. We'll come back in a second. Stay put. This year, MMRBQ is happening. Tune in tomorrow, 8 a.m., for all the details on MMRBQ 2021. If you've ever wanted to know how much it would cost you to get your favorite Philadelphia sports star to do a cameo video for you, we got it all taken care yeah. of. Yeah, uh, We have a friend who's compiled the definitive list, and of course you know him from Philly Mag. Please welcome our friend, Mr. Victor Fiorello. Good morning, good morning. You guys rock. Thank, Thank you, you, Victor. You rock, sir. How are you, man? I'm great. My wife says thank you very much for having her husband on because... Um, I never shave, uh, but I figured since I'm seeing you guys for the first time in a while, I would shave. Well, yeah. not only that, you're positioned uh, in front of a, a picture behind you that has the word, to our eyes, bro, right to the left of you. <laughs> so now it's brothers, but yes. bro is, is you know, no, no sad bro is one of our, our, our sayings. So it's, it's all perfect. You look well-crofted and ready for a good interview. Yeah, you know, it, uh, it feels good. My band does these super HD live streams once a month, and uh, I shave for them because <laughs> once you see your face on the super HD with every little ugly whisker coming out, it's like time to chop it off. Well, yeah, it, it looks pretty. good. And the whole issue of the cameo thing is interesting to me. Like a little while ago, uh, my wife has always been a big Kevin Sorbo fan. She's had a crush on him for years. And so for her like birthday, I got her a Kevin Sorbo cameo. And then th- this this thing has exploded. I mean, it's it's crazy the amount of people who are on it. And I hadn't even thought of these sports legends and and moderate legends and and you know who are there. And I, I mean, it's it's incredible how exponentially this thing has increased in just a matter of like a year. Right, and even just in the last couple of weeks, it's really blown up. Uh, CBS did a big report on it uh, two weeks ago, and I saw more people get added to it since then. I think there are honestly a lot of these like older sports figures who may, might not be too hip to tech, who might not even realize this is an option until they hear that, oh, so-and-so from their team is on it. So I think you're just going to really see this increase quite a bit. Yeah, especially since uh, the convention stuff has been you know at a sand standstill, and they might down the road find that it's more convenient for yeah. them to do it from home. Make a lot more money than they would, you know, signing a, a a baseball card or whatever, you know, tchotchke you have. Do you think and it'll save them a ton of time? Do you think, Preston, that this would kill or in Victor? Do you think this this might kill a bit of that element of the, you know, to Preston's point, if it's easier to stay, you know, in their home and record these things and make more money, well, might that kill an aspect of the baseball convention or the sports convention setup? 
I mean, there's nothing that really takes the place of shaking somebody's hand, right. you know, the title of yours, at least for me. And that's, but that's my generation. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't think things like Comic Con, for instance, are going to be really affected because no. that's such like a cult nerdish following. Um, but for some of these guys, you know, a lot of these guys are older. You know, they're not traveling around to the conventions anymore. They weren't even doing that before the pandemic. You know, they're just getting older. Their lives are different. Um, and then there are people on here who would never go to a convention. Um, but, you know, if they can make 500 bucks by recording a happy birthday video to you, <laughs> totally. uh, they'll be happy to do that. Yeah. So the, the Sorbo thing, I think, for my wife was like um, 80 bucks or something like that. Or, and he, and he, he talked for a while. Like he gave a nice chunk of he was very, you know, addressed all the things that I wanted to. He was very personable. Uh, you know, how, how traditionally, how long do these things run? What's what's the standard block length of a cameo video? Well, that's really what surprised me, because when I first heard about this, I thought it was going to be like, yo, this is Donovan McNabb. We yeah. so and so happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. They they go on for like two, three minutes. You know, Brian Howard uh, is in his car for like three minutes giving a shout out to somebody. Um, and, you know, they go on for quite a bit. Uh, so I, I guess it depends on, you know, what the content you're trying to get them to say is. But it seems to me like two to three minutes is a sweet spot. Yeah. You mentioned Ryan Howard. Is he the priciest of the, the fills that you came across? I think he is the priciest. Uh, if not, he's like definitely right up there. Yeah, he's the he's he's three hundred and fifty dollars for a video. Um, and then, you know, you've got Jimmy Rollins just joined, I think, in the last couple of weeks. And he's at three hundred. Is there uh, is there a holy grail in the Phillies uh, lineup or uh, lineups of your that you think will draw an even bigger price? Well, I mean, you guys are more the sports people than I am. <laughs> yeah, but Nick? I mean, like Mike Schmidt is not on here. I would guess there would be a lot of people who would be into mm -hmm. seeing Mike Schmidt. I mean, yeah. that's my limited knowledge. But yeah, I don't know, Nick. Who do you think would would Man, I, you're the I biggest Phils fan here. The, the the game has changed so much over the years too. Like, I mean, not the not the sport, but like the ability to have access to these people has changed so much over the years. And I was watching the Phils over the weekend, and Jimmy Rollins was in the booth. To me, that's enough of a cameo. Like, I don't, I don't need to reach out to Jimmy <laughs> Rollins and and have him say something to me personally. But you know, I I think the the real benefit is you know, like Steve did for his wife, you know, wishing somebody a happy birthday or, or somebody's getting married. You know that that access I think is pretty cool. I, well, I that's love, usually I think that's yeah. usually the way it is. You buy it right. for yeah, someone, you don't get it for yourself. But yeah. for me, for athletes, it, the, like the, the appeal isn't quite there anymore. But I, I would love mm -hmm. access to somebody like. Um, you know, Jeff Goldblum or somebody along those lines, you know, to that, to me, that'd be really neat. Well, it's also, you know, I think there's, there, initially there was like a sort of a kitschy factor, like someone who is maybe uh, like, like, um, uh, you know, who's like Dykstra, for example, you know, like, oh, he, there's a, there's a quirky guy who certainly has his legend, but he's also known for all sorts of other, you know, things that are weird and bizarre and that makes it more attractive. You well, know? you also, like somebody like that, you might get something a little bit entertaining. Yeah. Some of these guys, um, you know, lack a, you know, on personality. screen personality, yeah. right? No, I'm not saying that they don't have a personality, no. but when you turn the camera on, it might be like, hey, I, well, you know, yeah. it's funny you say that because when I was first looking into this, I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I'm like watching Ryan Howard, great guy. It's just like, who cares? And then the other day when I was putting this together, um, 
I saw Ric Flair pop up and I watched one of his demo videos and he's just going on like he's giving a performance that I get. I get the performance thing. I right. don't get that this, yo, this is Ryan Howard. But my sister is a huge Ric Flair fan. Uh, I'm not going to spend 500 bucks on a Ric Flair video for her, but like maybe <laughs> – five people would pull their money right. I mean, it would just be it would just be the biggest thing to her to is, have that happen is that what flair is getting he's getting it and when you watch his videos it's like oh okay this is worth it okay this is worth it for somebody who likes flair so but that's a good idea having people that's a great pull, idea pulled together yeah because if you give somebody like rick flair the series of names to mention he'll do it you yeah know, to, to everybody who right. who chipped in i wonder so you you have the list of, uh, uh broken down here of eagles and and uh and phils and and uh 76ers and flyers and and the um i mean i mean the the high the priciest person on here i guess who do you see preston do you see Darryl who's morey from, the, Maury from yeah, the sixers from the yeah sixers, a thousand bucks a thousand bucks mm-hmm. i mean he's he's working right now you know like yeah. you're bugging him during the middle of his work day well, that's no, why you sort of price it, price it out. It's like, you know, yeah. I'm not, I don't really want to do this, but if you want to pay me a thousand bucks, I'll do it. And he's one of the rare cases where everything goes to charity. Uh, so oh. I think that's sort of also why his price tag so high. You'll also see one of the most expensive on Cameo is Bon Jovi, uh, which is $5,000. But again, that all goes to charity. So, oh. you know, that you can have a little mm. more respect for. Every now and then, uh, Victor, uh, interviews would become possible for us for the show, but uh, you would have to pay for the guest. And it, it just always rubbed me the wrong way. And this, there's something about this It just seems like, I don't know. Like, if it's going to charity, I get it. But some, does any of it rub you the wrong way? Well, I, I don't know about rub me the wrong way. I, I just don't get it, you know. But, like, I don't get a lot of things. Like, I'm still I, – I still haven't set up my TikTok account. Um, I guess it's just, like – you know, at some point it seems sad in a way for some of these people that they're stooping to it, especially – People who are like going for like 75, 80 bucks, who was like a great character on The Office. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of feel bad about it. But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, heck, they're hustling. They're doing whatever they need to do uh, to make some extra money. But that's another thing I wonder about, like talking about The Office. Like, are you getting Stanley or are you getting the guy who plays Stanley? Uh, I know because, Kate, Kate Flannery is available. I mean, she's a friend of the show, and, and we love right, Kate. Sure. Yeah, but, so well, she's she's doing it. She's actively advertising on her Instagram right. to on Cameo. One of the guys from The Office, I didn't watch it. Yes, kill me now. Go ahead, whatever. <laughs> uh, but who is making a killing at Cameo right now? Is the guy who played Kevin? I can't is remember that who his it is. Yeah, name. and he yeah. is. And apparently he's doing the big entertainment thing. He's like doing outrageous stuff for people, and therefore it's driving his demand up. Which is just he's acting. You know, it's it's a different kind of acting, but he's having fun with it. I I think it's co- I think it's cool that people are are doing this because you know your celebrity may not be able to to last the distance. It may not be able to go the distance where you're working enough to make it worth your while, or or to to where you you. You would have to subsidize by doing something else. This is something else, yet it's still kind of acting. I think I think it's fine. It, now, now, if you're a sports star, I'm not sure what that. That's the delineation. Yeah. I wonder if that's more. I, I wonder, Victor, if it's more a case if you're if you're known for comedy or acting or or, or something on more on the entertainment level. If it's and you know you you talked about or at least the impression is, and you were right, I think initially to, to suggest that when Cameo first came out, it was like okay, that's one step on the way down. But now, once at least from what I'm getting, there's real money to be had, um, you know, for 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 right. people. So it's and I think, 
like you said, with the people like Ric Flair and then the person from the office who's doing outrageous stuff, if you do that, then I see sort of the value in it. Um, and I think you can make a lot of money for sure. Yeah, uh, Brian, I think but let me interrupt here. Let me interrupt, uh, Victor. Brian Baumgartner is the guy who played Kevin. He made a million dollars last year. Jesus Christ. In cameo wow. alone. A million dollars. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. laughing at him. <laughs> That's real money. Yeah. And then I saw our good friend Tony Luke, uh, the cheesesteak king, is on there. He's one of the few uh, local people who are uh, who are on there doing some hustling. So it was good to see him. I could I, The charity concept, and I'm sure Tony does, obviously, there are the charities that are near and dear to, to his heart. So uh, I, I can see that if you uh, – listen, or, or if you're providing something that means something. We always talk about – um, you know, celebrities that, that are removed and don't want to have any sort of real contact with the people who are really essentially paying their salaries, the people who consume their their products, whatever they're putting out. And here's a way to allow that access. So, you know, I, I guess the shift has occurred in Cameo now where it's no longer like, you know, you're it used to be the it used to be this pecking order where you do films, you don't do TV and you do this and you don't do that. And, and you know, OK, when you're one of the squares on the Hollywood squares, you're just one step down to, you know, complete obscurity. Cameo was falling in that lower realm. But I mean, for excess, if you like, for example, the guy from Guy Creed from uh, for, uh, Office, one of these quirky characters. Yeah. yeah, that guy could probably do likewise and make some good cash and people are going to love to get that interaction. I, again, though, I wonder, like, when you do that, are you getting Stanley from the office? That's as a the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if you. Or are can, you getting? I wonder if you can establish that in the inquiry because when I when I when I signed up for Kevin Sorbo, um, there was sort of like a a video, a quick little video. Um, so I guess you can sort of get. Yeah, because you don't. Hey, I played Creed, and I mm-hmm. you know, so I'm I'm here doing you know I'm I'm, re- I'm reading the, uh, the the newspaper. No, yeah, can you get that person? I think that would probably have a lot of sway over your decision. Yeah, you have to shop carefully. I mean, they all have demo videos, and you can unlock more by b- becoming a fan. Yeah. And then they also have reviews, so you can check the reviews. Now, I will say that I talked to a few people who bought cameos for people for their birthday, and they never came through. So you do oh. get a refund. Okay. But apparently that happens quite a bit. Does it? Yeah, they might not be available. Yeah. Or, or, you know, screw that. I'm not doing that. All right, so listen, I'm going to run down some of the stuff. But, uh, Victor, the uh, the definitive list is at phillymag.com, right? That's right. That's where right. you can find me. So here's a few, just to give you some ballpark, like uh, T.O., if you want one from him, it's uh, $400. Uh, Donovan McNabb will do it for $350. Uh, and then Ron Jaworski, 300 bucks, And it goes down to the lower end. Actually, the cheapest one on this list is Andy Reid. No. It's 16 No, bucks. no, no. No, it's not Andy Reid. What is it? Victor? It's uh, fake Andy Reid. <laughs> oh, fake Andy oh, Reid. Well, what's amazing is I put this article out there and I got a kind of angry, kind of funny email from this dude who is actually the fake Andy Reid. And he's like, dude, you screwed up. That's not Andy Reid. That's me. I'm a fake Andy Reid. And I'm like, dude, you didn't read the article. It literally says you're an impersonator. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Nobody reads anymore. Not even Preston. (laughs) No, it doesn't say it on here. It just says Andy Reid, $15.99. My, my little info sheet yeah. here, so somebody Keep messed going. up. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Vince Papali's on there for fifty-five bucks. So that's that's kind of the lower end for the fills, though. Uh, along with Ryan Howard, one of the top demanders is Hunter Pence. He's three hundred bucks. Jimmy Rollins is three hundred bucks. And then at the lower end, you get uh, Greg Lazinski at fifty-five dollars, as well as uh, Larry Boa around that range. Uh, the Sixers, like we said, Daryl Morey's thousand bucks. 
Uh, then you have Dikemi Matumbo is like one hundred and sixty dollars, and at the lower end, Michael Carter Williams is sixty five bucks. The Flyers only there's only three on here. Are these the only Flyers doing cameos at all, Victor? So there are a few other people who are associated with the Flyers in the past, but I ran them by big Flyers fans, and yeah. they're like, yeah, these nobody. Nobody would think of these people as flyers. You know, okay. when they, in their bios, they list every team they played for. So it might have been somebody who was with the Flyers for a half season. All right. So you got John LeClaire demanding the most. Hmm. And uh, John's only $160. That's not bad. Uh, Paul mm-hmm. Coffey's 109 And uh, Chris Pronger uh, will cost you 100 bucks. Chris Pronger's scary. I would do that. that that'd be one that I would. <laughs> that'd be a good one? Yeah, yeah, because he's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> well, they see more. They, they, that's the best bang for your buck is your, is your hockey player uh, yeah. roster here. Yeah, I think so. Um, well, nice, man. All right. Well, uh, I, so if you get the, if you go to the website, if you go to phillymag.com, you can get the full list and, uh, this would be a good gift for somebody you might find somebody who's a diehard fan of one of these people in like particular. Fake Andy Reid. Never know. Fake Andy <laughs> Reid may be somebody's favorite person. <laughs> and you can buy that for him. So. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well, listen, Victor, thanks for doing the research, putting it out there. It's always great to catch up with you, sir. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking sometime in the very near future. Hope to see you in the studio in 2022. Absolutely, Absolutely. man. Victor Fiorello. Philly Mag. And you can uh, get your cameos now if you like. All right. Um, there's something else I wanted to uh, to bring up, and it uh, there was a uh, an anniversary date yesterday. Yes, it was the 13th year anniversary of the release of Iron Man. And oh, wow. if you don't if 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 you don't recall this, that started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That well, was the first movie to come out to really start to head down the path. There had been other Marvel-based movies, mm-hmm. but there was this was the Kevin Feige plan with John Favreau and and the rollout, and it was all a make or break. And uh, as they point out in the article, Preston, the Marvel universe as we officially know it is now a teenager. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's uh, thirteen years. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, you know what's funny is my my daughter has now passed me uh, in the MCU. She over the weekend. So we, so we watched all of the movies from yeah. beginning to end. It took us a few months to do it because she wanted, she had seen some of them, but not all of them. I'm like, well, let's do the whole thing. So we did it. And now over the weekend, she watched all of WandaVision in one day. Oh, wow. <laughs> she watched all of Falcon and the Winter Soldier the next day. Yeah. So I still have two episodes on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So she's passed me. Uh, she's so, passed me. So we may assume that she's totally in love with it now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. When I, on Sunday, she started watching Iron Man, like, from the beginning. I'm like, I'm, I'm like oh, what movie? Because I saw the, yeah. the credits come up. Right. And she's like, Iron Man. I'm like, get yeah. out of here. She's sitting down by herself to watch Iron Man. I'm like, I love there, you There so you much. go. That's awesome. <laughs> That's my little girl. But you remember, a lo- so a lot was writing on it, and this article goes into what all the things that had to fall into place to yeah. make it click. By the way, when when Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings hits theaters in September, that will be the twenty fifth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Twenty five movies. Keep them coming. And it was John Favreau who really got it all started with Iron Man. You're wearing your Doctor Strange shirt today. I am. Yes. Yeah. So six of the of the movies rank among the top. 20 highest grossing films of all time, three of them in the top 10 highest grossing films of yeah. all time. Yeah. It's legitimate, gang. 
In its 13-year existence, the Marvel Cinematic Universe experiment has been one of the great success stories in the entire history of film. So, if anybody tells you, Kathy, that it's uh, that it's a joke, it is not. Now, I have just, a whole bunch of statues that would disagree with you. Just because the MCU is perhaps one of the mel- most well-oiled, money-making machines in the history of Hollywood, it doesn't mean that it began that way. Uh, there was some luck involved in the origin story of the MCU, most notably in terms of how well the then-risky casting of Robert Downey Jr. worked out. I remember they, they were going around. There were a whole bunch of names bandied about. And I, the second he was announced, because I've Iron Man, Iron Man, Captain America were, were my favorites. And, and Iron Man especially, uh, you know, I love the whole story of, of the deficient heart and all that. And when I heard Robert Downey Jr. in my mind, I said, yes, that's I, it. I was trying to explain to my son the other day on what a risk it was to go with him. Yeah. Because he had, yes, he had cleaned up, but... He had a history he, of going back and messing up again. He was uninsurable. Drugs and, yes. And, uh, and trouble with the law and relationships mm. and all kinds of things. Over and over. And being a liability issue for films because if he got into a movie and he started going back to his old ways, uh, then they would have to recast somebody. And it, yeah. was, it was logistically yeah. a nightmare for people to sign Robert Downey Jr. It saved his career, man. It, it made, made him. Yeah. He is... One of the wealthiest, yes. Yeah. Actors working. So, and by the way, Robert, now here's, here's, I knew about this ad lib, but I didn't know to what level how important it was to the MCU. So, um, he ad libbed the I am Iron Man line at the end of the, of the movie Iron Man. Now, I'm sure they had a bunch of lines that they threw out there. Yeah. And, uh, Kevin Feige, the Marvel Studio president, credits that line for shaping the narrative future of the entire MCU. In a very critical way. And part of it was the fact that um, John Favreau decided to use that line in the movie. They could have gone with right. any other any other line that they were going to use from that. So you got to give you know Robert Downey Jr. some cred for just coming up with the line, but the real risk-taking was the fact that Favreau left it in there. The line was not scripted. It was an ad lib, and it took a measure of courage to include it, the article says. The audience reaction gave Marvel Studios the confidence to do it again when they brought Thor to the screen. Because in decades of Marvel Comics, he had a secret identity as Dr. Donald Blake. And to make other fundamental changes to characters without fretting about fan backlash. So, essentially, the the fact that Tony Stark was not going to be... Uh, an alter ego, an alter ego, right. or mm-hmm. Iron Man wasn't going to be an alter ego it was I'm, a big deal. It's all out in the open. Yes, and, so, and, and they were known for who they are. Yes, so, that, and that 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 avoided a whole bunch of clunky, um, you know, script juxtaposition. So what Kevin Feige said was that said that success inspired us to go further in the, trusting ourselves to find balance and staying true to the comics. And the spirit of the comics, not being afraid to adapt and evolve and to change things. Feige said, it's a fine line. Uh, if you're changing something for no reason, that's one thing. But if you're changing something because you want to double down on the spirit of who the character is, that's the change we'll make. Tony Stark not reading off the card and not sticking with the fixed story. Him just blurting out, I am Iron Man. That seems very much in keeping with who that character is. It just hadn't been done in the comics before, but it was something very much in keeping with the comics character and what he would have done. I think it did inspire us on all of the movies. 
And what I love now, 20 movies in, is how fans expect the MCU to change and adapt. They expect us to be inspired by the comics as opposed to being uh, slavishly devoted to them. So here's a stat I did not know. To this day, 23 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, only Peter Parker maintains a secret identity. Then uh, even that was torn down at the closing of uh, the Far From Home. Yeah, yeah. So he wow. is the only one of all of them who keeps a secret identity. Everybody else is out in the open. Well, like in the, if you're watching uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, you know the, people know who they are. He goes in to get a bank loan. I, yeah. Oh, I, I yes. Oh, you. And and it uh, it doesn't mean he's still not having issues. Yeah. But uh, it to me that's such a cool thing. And the fact again, if you talk about quality control. Over all these years, uh, you know, from movie to movie to movie, that they're able to do this and, and, and maintain that. You know, my wife, we were sitting around watching, you know, Falcon and the and uh, the Winter Soldier and watching um, WandaVision. And my wife is like, Preston, you can see her like, oh, oh they, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm familiarizing her with the, the lore and the legend prior to that. And now she's we're watching the movies and she's identifying this stuff. You can't help it. It's done so well. It will get you if you take some time to watch them. I, I wonder if uh, if anybody listening right now, and I know there's a you know there's loads of of couples where <laughs> maybe maybe the guy loves uh, the MCU and and the girl does not, and that's kind of a stereotype. Me and my wife, but we know there's lo- and, and Rochelle yeah. Rochelle will watch them, but she's not as fanatical about it as I am. But uh, but uh, we know there are loads, loads and loads of uh, female fans of the MCU. But I wonder how many couples are where she's a fan and he is not. I, t- I wonder that as well. If, well you, I, if you have that story, 215-263-WMMR. I'd love yeah. to hear about that. If it's the if it's kind of the role reversal of the stereotype. Because that, that phenomenon, that there, there's been a... a um, an equalization that's taken place, you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I know so many straight up hardcore female and I don't even know if they're if they're 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 uh, significant others are, are fans. But I mean, real deal. Know the stuff, not just posers. Yeah. Or uh, ch- uh, ching- what is it? Uh, chungies or chuggies? Chuggies. <laughs> yeah. I think at a certain point, um, if you're if you haven't gotten into it, then it's almost like a source of pride or it's like, you know what? I can't. Right at this point, I now, can't I, I'm anymore. Resolute, right? Yeah. yeah, I was watching. Uh, was it? stubborn. Billy on the street. So Billy right. Eichner, and there was a. It was a Star Wars theme one, and he was asking people if they like. And there were like guys who were like, "I've never seen a Star Wars movie." Yeah. Like, how have you gone for thirty years and have and never not seen one? Never seen yeah. one. Yeah. It almost seems like it's like. Mandatory, mandatory before your like, testicles drop. Like saying the uh, national anthem, yeah, or, or the uh, st- uh, I'm sorry, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance right. before school every day. Is he kind of like you have to? You have to see Star Wars. You have to see Marvel movies. And but people but have they it. don't. Yeah. So this is who you were talking to. Uh, this was Billy on the street. He was. Oh, okay. uh, it's a you know. Yep, I know. It's a, I'm sorry. I was reading this thing about the the NBA and uh, ESPN and Marvel. Uh, they announced a groundbreaking collaboration today to launch the first ever Marvel-inspired alternate presentation for the Golden State Warriors versus uh, New Orleans Pelicans game on, uh, actually, today. Uh, I don't know what this means. What are they going to do, Nick? Did there's going to be all it? sorts of cross-promotion. So there's gonna, the ESPN guys are going to be in a Marvel-themed uh, studio. They're, like Some of the players that are going to be represented by different um, Marvel superheroes. So I don't know exactly what it means either. But what I do know is that ESPN is owned by ABC, which is owned by Disney. Exactly. So it's this massive cross-promotion. cross-promotion. Yeah. I did some investigation, Preston. What they're going to do is they're actually going to shower the players with gamma radiation. Ah, yeah. That'll make for and more interesting, interesting gameplay. Game, yeah. 
we were watching Endgame and the scene where they're uh, where they're juggling the um, uh, the gauntlet back and forth yeah, between yeah. each other. Rochelle, we were watching it. Rochelle was sitting there, and, and uh, you know, Peter tosses it to uh, uh, to Black Panther, and I just hear her go, "Oh, he's so awesome." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, he is, isn't he, honey? I'd do him, too. <laughs> Let me go to Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh, thank, thank you. you. All right, Jessica, so do you fit this category that I was talking about? The 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 female in the couple loves the uh, MCU, and he doesn't. Yeah, I do. I've actually been obsessed with Marvel since, like, like X-Men and stuff like that. I remember yeah. watching the movies even with that and just telling him, this is all from the comics and stuff like that. But he actually got into Endgame because it was coming out. We went to go see it in the theaters. And I remember watching it. I was crying. And he. I look over. He's more into it than I thought he would be. And I'm like, okay, maybe I got him. And <laughs> since then, he's been, like, into it. And he'll watch Iron Man and tell me all about it. All right. So you were the entree. Yeah, you worked him. Sometimes, I, I, you know, I, I wonder, you know, Preston, to your point, if someone say, stays stalwart and yeah. just refuses. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks for bringing another one around, yeah. though. That's nice. Well, let's go to Sharon. She might be the, the one we're looking for. Hi, Sharon. Good morning. Good morning, Preston and Steve. Hey. Sharon. Thanks, Thanks for coming Sharon. on, Sharon. Hi. All right. So do you fit this mold? Definitely. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I love all the movies. I go to openings. Um, my husband, on the other hand, is not a big movie guy, but I've slowly converted him. He um, started to discover he likes DC more, so he's got a huge Batman collection that rivals Steve's. But, um, yeah, he doesn't like the movies. I try to start him all over like you did with your daughter. Yeah. And he just has no interest. He's like, it's just stuff blowing up and lots of action. I'm like, that is what makes it Yes. <laughs> No, I mean, and that's it's it's such a funny thing because it's like like I've loved DC and Marvel, the more the merrier. There there's 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 there are tonal differences, but I mean, the more players, the more good quality stuff to the game. The, you know, I have no problem with that. In fact, um, you know, uh, you know, like the the Zack Snyder's the, the Justice League cut. We were talking about how much we love. It's it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So but he he had no interest in collecting or, or going to anything, and I started dragging him to Comic Cons, and he slowly got into it. So. Right. His collection is catching up with mine. Like, I just went through um, cancer treatment, and I wore a superhero shirt to every one of my treatments. So, Aww. awesome! Well, what, what you collect figures and stuff as well? Yes, yeah, so, very much so. All right, nice. you're, you're my right. kind of people. Thanks, Sharon. Appreciate <laughs> right. it. Uh, let me go to Maggie. Hi there, Maggie. Hey, how are you, Gadzooks? Gadzooks, Maggie. What's going on? Uh, I I just wanted to call in and say that um, I'm a huge Marvel fan, and my fiance is not. And uh, he's he's always calling me a nerd because I watch these things. Okay, so, so you guys haven't made it official yet. Then there's still time for you to back out of this unholy matrimony. That's right. Do you? Do you? I'm hoping that uh, I can convert my my six year old son. And that we can gang up on him. All right, you gotta you gotta work it. Could you see this possibly down the road being an issue? If you can't bring him around, will you have to have that talk where it's just not working? We're going in a different direction. Uh, I don't think it would come to that. All right, all right. I would understand if it did, though. But but you've tried, huh, Maggie? Oh yes, I have. Okay. I've, I've tried what? and I just don't understand because he loves war movies and he loves you know action and same thing. He, he doesn't seem to get into that. Maggie, what? So so he's into war movies, all right? So yeah. what? Uh, Endgame. <laughs> Has he seen Endgame? 
No, he didn't see that one. All right. All right. Um, Maybe that'll be uh, the the deal breaker. If you, if you have to, sh- Thanks, you know, Maggie. show them and then work backwards. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's go next to Kelly. Hey there, Kelly. Hey. Hey, Kelly. What's up? Um. Yeah. No, my husband. Hey. It's the Marvel universe, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> so listen, when when uh, when new movies were, co- how long have you guys been together? By the way. Uh, we were, our anniversary is just last week, 32 years. 32 wow. years. Okay. So you've gone, you've been going to see the movies. I mean, obviously the last year and a half has been tough, but, um, would, would he go with you or do you have to go with friends or go solo? Um, my brother, my daughter is in the Marvel universe, huh. but I would go solo. Like okay. When, when Black Widow comes out, I'm going yeah. by myself. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no, listen, you, you have... You you have to do it, but the other party has to be. What, what is what is your husband into? What is what what rocks his world? Um, the old Star Trek, the old Boston Space. It's not it's not bad stuff. Those I mean, I'm, I'm a Star Trek guy as well. But uh, I can tell by the tone in your voice the thrill is gone, Kelly. Yeah. Well, because of the, the, the fact that it's like the same episodes all the time. I walk in the living room. I'm like, oh, what. Does, does, has he not checked out like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek reboot? He's not. He's not checked that out. No. You got to bitch slap him. No, because I actually was into Star Trek: The Next Generation. I yes. Love that. Oh, this is the yeah. thrill is gone. <laughs> the thrill is gone. Yeah, sorry, I'm like, what song? All right, you yeah, we're trying to All right, well, good luck, Kelly. Thanks. You got your thing. He's got his. Yeah, nev right? him. Yeah. Screw that guy. Screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me see here. I will go to Alyssa. Hi there, Alyssa. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up, Alyssa? Thank you. Um, Huge Marvel fan. My husband hasn't seen Star Wars, hasn't seen really (laughs) Indiana Jones, none of that. All right. So, so a whole host of those things. It's so sci-fi in general and, and, um, kind of over the top adventure stuff is not his thing. No, never. (laughs) Uh, my son, my son's super into it. We'll watch the movies together, and then if I'm not home, he'll ask my husband something, and he's like, "You have to ask your mother." I've no. L- idea. Let me ask you, Alyssa, have you ever thought of yep. going outside the marriage for another <laughs> Marvel fan? <laughs> <laughs> what is he into, though? Yeah. It's, it's crossed my mind. What is he into? Um, he like he likes the born like the. Born Identity movies, like he'll watch stuff like that. Those are good movies. That's a superhero. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's but like I when I sat, I sat there. I think one Mm. Sunday and watched all the Wandavision. He just kept coming down, like, "What are you doing?" That's all real people stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, like the the Jeremy Renner (laughs) one, they almost had him amped up like a superhero. You know, I mean, so Captain America, he should check out the Captain America stuff, like um, uh, the Winter Soldier or or Civil War. You know the. the Captain America stuff is, I think, pretty linear to Jason Bourne. Yeah. I got him. I did. We watched Deadpool together. He did enjoy Deadpool. Oh, okay. right. well, that's, I didn't say that. That's its right. well, bizarreness. Yeah, but but. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Alyssa. All right. Thank well, you. they exist. We, you know what? When, when things get back to normal, yeah. we should have an intervention. Yeah. We should do that. We should uh, we should have an intervention and a get together and have a therapist and uh, and bring these people around. So anyhow, it was 13 years ago over the weekend that uh, Iron Man first came out. And I thought that was an interesting story about how the I am Iron Man line at the end of the movie wow. gave them the license to do some pretty bold things, and they and they attributed that to part of the big success of the whole thing. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, obviously. Yeah. But an important step. So cool. All right, we got to take a break because when we return, it will be time 
to get you $500. And it is our money clip coming up. Stay put. Netflix plus Hulu plus HBO Max plus Discovery Plus equals holy shit. But WMMR's live stream, no subscriptions, and no, because, you know, it's free. Free, free. Free, free, free. 90 free, free WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber, Lumber has been supplying quality building and materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, and one commitment. You can learn more at admoyer.com. I'm going to start with uh, this. This story is a roundabout uh, story. It's more of several incidents that have taken place, but using this one to kick off with. So the customer who showed up at a sporting goods store was furious and demanded to speak with the manager. When one arrived, he handed her a canister of bear spray and told her that she had sold him a defective product and that it had sent his wife to the hospital when they tried to use it. The bear spray, he said, should never have been allowed on store shelves. Uh, the person behind the counter said, I asked, well, how did it cause your wife to go to the hospital? The manager, who spoke on the condition of anonymity because her employer had not authorized her to talk to media about it, said, the, per- the customer said, I was 15 feet away and I sprayed my wife with this bear repellent and it burned her. The man, it turned out, mistakenly believed that the bear spray worked like bug spray. <laughs> oh, my God. And applied the high-test pepper solution to his wife's skin yeah, I was hair. Tr- I was trying to figure eyes. that out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Each year, Backpacker Magazine hears anecdotes about hikers who aren't used to traveling in grizzly country spraying their tents and backpacks with bear spray, believing that it will repel hungry or curious Bruins. A small number use it on themselves with disastrous results. Oh, my God. When researchers from the University of Montana developed pepper-based spray in the 1980s, hikers gained a method of protecting themselves from run-ins with grizzlies. It was less lethal, more reliable, and easier to deploy under pressure than firearms. Studies have since found that hikers who defend themselves with the escape injury in the majority of cases, which has made it a must-have for visitors out to bear country. Uh, but they don't. A lot don't bother to learn how to use it. The most common mistake is to spray it on tents or other gear, assuming that the smell is meant to keep bears away. Unfortunately, as people who misuse spray uh, discover, it doesn't work. Sometimes it can even attract bears. It's not unheard for backpackers to wake up to a Bruin licking the residue off of their tent. But people who apply bear spray to themselves are in for an even worse surprise. Bear spray is potent with up to three times... Uh, the capsaicin, the um, capsaicinoids, which is the chili pepper-derived chemical right. that causes the burning sensation of pepper spray meant to defend against humans or dogs. So it's three times as powerful, and it's meant to discharge a bear at 30 feet instead of 8 or 10 feet. Why would you not even take a quick gander of the packaging? I do not know. And it can be very, very painful. People can It can cause difficulty for breathing up to a half hour, and of course... You're, you're swelling and all that stuff. How do I get the mosquito spray on the mosquitoes? But they say it's a regular occurrence for people to misuse oh my it that God. way. How funny is that? Speaking of funny, man, authorities say a man was rescued after a tree that fell during high winds trapped him inside a portable toilet at Gettysburg National Military <sighs> Park. The fire department said the crew, the crew was called to the Little Round Top shortly before 4 p.m. on Friday. Chief Joe Robinson said they found a tree atop a vehicle, but no one inside. 
and park rangers then told them the tree had trapped a man in the portable toilet. This is when all that wind was happening yes, around yeah, here absolutely. as well. Uh, crews treated the car at like uh, they they treated it like a car entrapment, cutting away the tree with a chainsaw and then cutting the portable toilet open with another saw. Uh, Robinson said he was just very, let me die. He was very lucky. Robinson's been a uh, volunteer firefighter for three decades. He said it was a large tree and it just missed striking him, and it could have been very very serious. Wow. Uh, the man was alert and talking to EMS. He was loaded into the hospital, taken to a Gettysburg hospital. That was great. With injuries not considered life-threatening. Well, a heated argument that started with one man making fun of another man's vehicle ended violently when the vehicle owner shot and killed the other man. Pat- oh, over a vehicle fight. Yeah, over, uh, yeah he was yeah. Uh, insulting it. So Patrick Brown is 42. He was charged Thursday with murder and two counts of discharging a firearm. Uh, Brown is accused of shooting Darnell Brown. They are not related, by the way. According to uh, the statements, Darnell was making fun of Patrick's black Range Rover in the parking lot of an apartment complex, and the two began to argue. As the two continued to argue, Patrick pulled out a handgun, pointed it at Darnell, who then got angry because Patrick had pointed a gun at him in front of his family. Patrick then drove away from the parking lot, and Darnell followed. At the intersection, Patrick leaned out of his car and threatened to shoot Darnell if he kept following. Darnell then took a picture of the back of Patrick's SUV with his phone before hitting it uh, with his own vehicle, and then got out of his vehicle and yelled at Patrick to get out and fight him. Patrick made a U-turn with his Range Rover, pulled up next to Darnell, and he shot him once in the head and then uh, fired a couple more times at the vehicle before driving away. Mm Mm-hmm. Darnell's fiance was sitting in the passenger seat. She told police that she only knew the alleged gunman by the name Bama. Using the picture Darnell took, investigators used a temporary tag on the back of Patrick's Range Rover to contact a local car dealership and get information about Brown. They used that information to locate and arrest Patrick. He was previously convicted, by the way, of bank robbery and of aggravated assault in Alabama and was not allowed to possess. Alabama! So hence the Bama. Yeah. So, So the fight was over the best lease options? I guess so. Yeah. He was making fun of his Range Rover, uh, and he didn't like it, so he shot and killed the I dude. bet you that doesn't get good mileage. What did you say? Yeah. And then one last story. We'll go with this. Uh, a war- This is a warning, by the way, that fires that start in landscaping mulch or other organic planting materials can easily spread into shrubbery up exterior walls and into homes or buildings. And uh, Adelaide, Virginia home burst into flames on Tuesday evening after newly placed mulch ignited and extended to the home. Alarming video shows the fire covering the single-family home and firefighters rushing to extinguish it. Angelica Gonzalez and her family had self-evacuated the home and they were found safely outside. Yeah. Uh, The fire was caused by spontaneous combustion of landscaping mulch that caused the mulch fire and ignited the home. Uh, spontaneous combustion can happen when a decomposing organic material such as mulch generates enough heat to ignite with uh, without an outside source. I've seen that twice. Yeah, it has happened. In person, I saw it. I put one out at the golf course I near. Oh, that's right. I remember yeah. that, yes. And then at the Walmart in my area, uh, a big chunk of the parking lot went up because it was spontaneous mulch combustion. Mulch busting. I had never heard of that before, so it's serious. All right. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we have about five minutes left for you to enter the word dollar for your chance to win 500 of those. 
and you need to do it now. So get on that. The word again is dollar, D-O-L-L-A-R. It is our presidency money clip word for this hour. We'll take a break. When we get back, lesson, trash, question, all that stuff. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com, and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, We're going to get today's lesson question. We are going to give away a $50 Rita's gift card. Nice and simple. I like that. The question I'm going to go with this morning is, wow, okay. (laughs) The royal announcer touted the merits of which sex toy? Hmm, that's a tough one. The Queen has uh, also, yes, it was the, the name of the sex toy she was promoting. You think we'll get an answer on that? You know what? Never uh, never underestimate the uh, mem- the memory or the ability to say memory you of the audience. I'm, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. It was called the the Vagina Pounder <laughs> What Number. Comes oh, with okay. okay. Well, I think we'll that's a little it. easier. Yes. Okay, so the royal announcer touted the merits of the Vagina Pounder What? <laughs> 215-263... <laughs> WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Nickelodeon Slime is available all month long at Rita's. Come slime your favorite treats only at Rita's, but you better hurry. Slime is only available through May 30th. Uh, Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Anne Hayes saying that she was never allowed to dress in sexy, revealing clothing when dating Ellen DeGeneres. Hayes says it was very hypocritical, though, because Ellen was always going out in low-top sneakers. (gasps) Alex Rodriguez revealing the secret to his recent weight loss, saying he cut out sweets. A-Rod says the toughest part was remembering to order his kitchen staff to cut out sweets. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, Victoria Beckham admitting in an interview that she has a little bucket full of all the teeth her children have lost over the years. Beckham says she just can't get rid of them because every single one brings back memories of a special beating. Oh, wow. (laughs) And that's a Hollywood track. Couldn't help but think of, hey, go put your son's tooth in your mouth. (laughs) That's an old one. Hell, yeah. Mm Drunk day. All right, uh, let's see if somebody has the answer to this. The royal announcer touted the merits of the vagina pounder what? And I will go to Steve. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, Jabroni. Jabroni, cool word. All right, uh, Steve, the vagina pounder? 6,000. Yes. That's right. Hang on, Steve. We're going to set you up. You got yourself a $50 Rita's gift card. Nickelodeon Slime, like we said a moment ago, available all month long at Rita's. Slime, your favorite treats, only at Rita's. But you better hurry because Slime is only available through May 31st. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by Royal Farms. Fresh, real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. 
Begin with the story we hit in the entertainment news earlier this morning. The Game of Thrones actor Esme Biancos, Bianco sued Marilyn Manson on Friday, alleging sexual, physical, and emotional abuse. Manson's attorney calls the allegations provably false. In the lawsuit filed in federal court in Los Angeles, Bianca, Bianco uh, says that Marilyn had violated human trafficking law by bringing her to California from England under the false pretenses of roles in music videos and movies that never materialized. Lawsuit alleges that in 2009, Manson flew Bianco to Los Angeles to shoot a video for a song called I Want to Kill You Like They Do in the Movies. The suit says that Bianco was expected to stay at Manson's home instead of the hotel where she had been booked, and there was no crew, only Manson himself shooting with a phone. Manson deprived Bianco of food and sleep, though gave her alcohol and drugs, locked her in a bedroom, whipped her, gave her electric shocks, and tried to force her to have sex with another woman, and threatened to enter her room and rape her during the night, the suit alleges. Horrible stuff, man. No video was ever released of that song, by the way. Uh, His... Uh, attorney responded saying these claims are provably false. To be clear, this suit was only filed after my client refused to be shaken down by Miss Bianco and her lawyer and give in to their outrageous financial demands based on conduct that simply never occurred. Do you know if they were able to secure these images she says were posted or the lawyer says were posted online? Because um, that would be, be part of the way of proving don't know. Some uh, what they're saying. During that visit, Manson would not uh, allow Bianco to leave home without his permission, chased her around with their around their apartment with an axe, cut her with a Nazi knife, it says here, uh, without her consent, and photographed the cuts and posted the pictures online, also without her consent, the lawsuit alleges. Uh, it also says uh, that it took Miss Bianco years to understand the extent of Mr. Warner's physical, sexual, psychological, and emotional abuse. Her career suffered due to the deterioration of her mental health. Uh, and she deals with complex post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, and panic attacts to this day as a result. We'll have, we'll have to wait and see what happens with this. Nirvana is being sued for decades of alleged copyright infringement by the heir of the artist who drew the map of hell's of hell of Dante's Inferno. Inferno, the opening section, Italian writer. Uh, Dante Alighieri's 14th century epic poem, Divine Comedy. Right. Now, Blabbermouth reports on on April 28th, Jocelyn Susan Bundy sued Nirvana LLC, Live Nation Merchandise, and its Merch Traffic LLC unit, along with Silva Artist Management, saying that the band had been using her grandfather, C.W. Scott Giles' drawing, since 1997 on shirts, mugs, vinyl records, and other merchandise sold at stores including Walmart, H&M, and Hot Topic. The drawing depicts Dante's circles of upper hell. Right. In previous court cases, the artwork, which was first used by the band uh, starting in 1989, was said to have been created by the late Kurt Cobain. Uh, but it wasn't. So they're suing, and we will see if they indeed have a case or not. Has Cobain oh. said anything about this? Uh, Kurt? Yeah. He's dead. That's right. Yeah, so okay. I'm afraid he's... No, he's... he's Steve, he's staying mum. He's staying mum. Yeah, which is wise. Most lawyers would uh, advise you to do that. Yeah. Don't muck it up. Uh, that's actually... It's a short that's news. It? news. That's oh, yeah, it? It's still good. That's all that I could muster up this morning. Thank you. Yes, some interesting stories there. 
so let me see here. I know that we are about ready to talk to somebody. I think so. Uh, so why don't we do that? Is it Kurt Cobain? It's not Kurt no, Cobain. He's still dead, right? Last I checked, okay. and we now have this caller on the line, and it's Tom. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. You're on the air, Tom. How you feeling today? Man, I'll tell you what. I feel great today. And and do tell us why. Well, I just got a call. I actually won 500 bucks. <laughs> Dude won $500. I love it. Uh, Tom, where are you from, sir? Uh, I'm actually from Berlin, New Jersey, about 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Yep. Excellent. That's good. Man. That 500 bucks can go towards a new phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, your signal's kind of yeah, yeah, kind of weak. Breaking up. But yeah. uh, that's great, Tom. Uh, how long have you been listening to MMR? Jeez, uh, over 20 years. Over oh, 20 awesome. years. We love that. Well, just a, a, a minor little bit of payback for you. $500 is your yours courtesy of the uh, money clip contest so we just wanted to say thanks uh, for listening my man all right thanks guys take care all right you too bud all right i believe uh that the that was our 50th winner uh because there's a, an update status in the other room that says we've had 49 which makes twenty five thousand dollars given away by mmr i think that one's one behind that we have on the door here so in the other studio it says 49 winners twenty four thousand five. Nice. Which is now twenty five thousand dollars, and we've got we've got this weekend next to add yeah. to it. So make sure you don't miss your opportunities and add to our total and uh, be happy, win money. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. For a Monday, all right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Get ready to wrap this whole thing up, and we will get you the letter of the day for the word of the week prize and more. Stay right there. We'll be back in a moment. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. We're wrapping up today's program. Enjoyable day for a Monday. Not bad at all. Weather's been decent. We do have rain later on, but still fairly mild, 73 degrees. Uh, and uh, we got some rain tonight, and then again probably on Wednesday. But it's going to be this up and down thing. It's going to be warm, and then cooling off, and then back up and warm again. So, yeah. What the hell is that? It's spring, man. That's right. You know, it makes the flowers grow. It does. And they're growing, man. It's starting to really look beautiful and lush uh, with the, the green popping. I'm just loving every right, bit. Right, a whole row of tulips in front of the house. And, you know, they, they only last for like yeah. two and a half weeks. Yeah. But it was they're spectacular. Pretty. Yeah. I uh, would like to thank Mr. Victor Fiorello. Yay! Got him show. to shave. Uh, Victor's uh, editor of uh, Philadelphia Magazine, and he was telling us about the cameos that are available from uh, your favorite Philadelphia sports stars. And they're out there, and some are pricey and some aren't, but uh, you can take a look when you get a chance. They'll do some messages for you and send yeah. them as gifts for people. So it was nice to have uh, Victor on. Uh, we have a new Word of the Week prize. We're going to need to get the letter of the day, and we have the gentleman who is going to kick us off properly for the week and give us that uh, letter. It is indeed Pierre. Hey, man, how are you? Great. How are you? Excellent. Doing well, shall we? Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter. C is in cauliflower. Ah, and we have our first letter, and there it is. And we're going to give away from my friends at Revivalist Spirits a bottle of their botanical gin, the Equinox Expression, plus their pre-made, really super-duper yummy lavender lemonade. 
and one of my favorites, a resurgent young American bourbon. And a $50 gift card for their Brandywine Branch Bistro. Revivalist Spirits voted top craft gin distillery in the United States by USA Today. You can order online for free delivery anywhere in Pennsylvania with purchases of two bottles or more. RevivalistSpirits.com must be 21 years of age or older. So we give that away on Friday. How was the weekend, man? Very nice, very pleasant. Um, went into town, had uh, dinner with some friends, which was nice. Isn't that nice? Uh, yeah. I had yeah. dinner, too. Yeah. It was great. It really was was cool. Uh, although the taverns in town are still only open till 11, um, but they're starting to take more people. But uh, you could, uh, it's like you could get a beer and then go stand out in the alley. Um, but it's warm enough, so it <laughs> was all right. For some people. Yeah. <laughs> 11s. <laughs> Eleven still, you're just getting started at 11, right? No, I don't start till 11.30. Right, man. Um, so, I mean, it was insane. I said to the bartender, it's what, it was like quarter 11. I said, how, how late do you open? He goes, 11. I go, when is last call? He goes, this is last call. Oh, wow. Wow. I go, wow. Mm. Everything about that is wrong. It's wrong because you are a night owl. You are yeah. freely admit you are a night owl. It's, it's when you, that's when life kicks in for you. And the city, uh, I'm very active prior to that time, but it, by midnight, it looks like a ghost town. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll come back. You it know, there, there are things that are happening that yeah. we've actually even been teasing throughout today. I that indicate a return to normal. Something. I would love it if everything closed at 11. That would be great. Oh, my God. Me sleep. too. <laughs> yeah, me too. It uh, gives you an excuse, right? Well, well here's a funny thing. I gotta go. in hell. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my niece turned 21 over the weekend. Happy birthday, Haley, by the way. Uh, she had a, a party, and the party started at 10 yeah. p.m. Right. <laughs> I know. That makes total <laughs> sense to me. Yeah, I remember uh, one of the first times it dawned on me, we were coming back from dinner, getting ready, wrapping up, going home, and... I saw people starting to line up at this bar, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> I, out of your mind. A friend of mine will invite me to dinner and says, 6 o'clock. I said, what, do you have to be able to watch Jeopardy by 7? <laughs> I said, how about a civilized dinner hour? She said, what would you have in mind? I said, 9. <laughs> she goes, no. Yeah. What What time was lunch? Um, 5? For me, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't get up on the weekends till 1 o'clock. Are you kidding? Wow. You wake up on Saturday at 1 o'clock? Yeah, I would sleep later, actually. Um, but uh, but the chickens. Actually, but the chickens. Yeah. Well, you got to feed, feed the, the chickens. chickens. On Saturdays, I get up early because I have acupuncture at 11, which I'm late for every single day. Time. Do you like it? I do. We're and actually giving my dog acupuncture. Oh, I, I yeah. did that with Lucy. Yes. yes. It's Where great. do you do it? Um, in uh, Bryn Mawr, there's a place. Okay. Ling Ling Lua. It's called Prick Me. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I'm a needle magnet. <laughs> but, uh, but, then, uh, but then I fall asleep on the table with needles mm-hmm. in me. You don't roll over because you kill yourself. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you don't roll yeah. over. Um, but, yeah, I'm a late sleeper and a late to better. Well, God bless you, man. I, I, but, I, you know, the I world... feel the day was gone if I woke up that late. Well, that's maybe why I feel most days are gone. <laughs> So but you stay up doing st- this early yeah. morning shift. Yeah, now that I'm about to start, I mean it's brutal. It's yes. not easy. How do you right? get up? It's not. It's just not effing easy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So stop your belly aching. Uh-huh. You, you That's right. morning freaks. <laughs> you wake up to the chirping of the bats. I yep. do. Yep. Thank you very much. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what's in store on your fine oh. program today, sir? On this early morning show today, we'll have Tom Petty, 
I loved how Kathy was incredibly silent during the entire Marvel Universe conversation. Well, you just took a dive, right? You 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 I, did you ran through the. I I'm starting. Oh. Um, I thought then I, I got I dis I got disconnected. Now I ha I can't remember where I was. So <laughs> I have to start again. You All have right. To give me the sequence. Anyway, Tom Petty, Jeff Beck, uh, and Bon Jovi. Today is uh, three years ago. We had our fiftieth anniversary concert with uh, Bon Jovi at the Big Joint. And uh, it was an amazing show and an amazing moment before when Bill got his belt caught in. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Or John I got his belt that. caught in. Yeah. John was thrilled. He was very happy. He was really happy with Bill at that moment. It was a total accident. Poor I, Bill. Know. I know. I know. Bill stepped away and his belt buckle caught the back of Bon Jovi's pants and ripped him off. No, uh, well, no, was but it was his mic. His yeah. wireless yeah. Uh, earpiece thing. Yeah. Um, so it was fun. It was a fun moment. Wow. <laughs> you say Jeff Beck. I did say during a block of Jeff Beck. We were going to do this a, wow. a week ago, and uh, it was we thought it was scheduled for last Monday, and then the listener had requested it actually for this Monday, so we Excellent. made a switch. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Looking forward to that. All right, uh, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve show brought to you today by Acme. They have everything you need uh, for uh, to prep for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, and Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve show. Uh, tomorrow on our program, uh, Tattoo Tuesday, so we will have a chance to win a presidency of tattoo and big, big, big concert announcement. Yes, tomorrow on the program, yes, we'll reveal all in the AM. Wow, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, friend. Bye bye. <laughs> We're no longer working twice as hard to go half as far. This year, we have a chance to prove to our children that being qualified matters, that fighting for what's right matters, and that experience on the job matters. Jennifer McClellan has spent over 15 years fighting for Virginians, helping expand health care, pushing for fair labor laws, and fighting to protect the right to vote. Her perspective as a black woman, a working mom, and community leader gives her the unique experience needed to make sure that everyone, regardless of where they live or how they look, can recover from this pandemic. We need her. Vote for Jennifer McClellan in the Virginia primary election on or before June 8th. Paid for by Care in Action. Authorized by Jennifer McClellan for Governor.